Blackman and BJ Ryan, episode 122. Proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter. Betfair. After a couple of weeks at the Hen House podcast studios in Osborne Park, we are back at our home ground. It's 11 HQ, and it's a pleasure to be once again teaming up with the Perth racing guru, Terry Layden. G'day, Terry. G'day, BJ. 122. <laughs> 122. Two for 122. The hen house. The hen house. Um, you're missing the hen house, it sounds like. We're an establishment when you call it that, doesn't it? <laughs> We've been recording it there. The hen house. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like it's a uh, something which would have been around in the Peaky Blinders days. Yeah, over 18s, of course. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> over 21s, I think, in America. <laughs> um, how are you doing? Yeah, well, thank you. Well, I'm um, I'm not excited about this this card at all. I think this will be a it's a pretty thin old card, but um, it's I think there's a lot of winners. It's, but it's there's a, a disappointing of, card. Yeah, I think there's a lot of winners, but I think most of us tip stars will probably be tipping six or seven of the same nine runners, and and it's hard to go against them. But mm. we'll have a look. We'll discuss it. We'll dissect it, and I'm sure we'll find something. I've I've spoken about this the last two podcasts. Mm, you've been we've up, had you've been upset. Yeah, we've had Oaks Day, Caracalla Plate Day, and now WATC Derby Day, and all three programs have been uninspiring um, for the most part. I mean, Oaks Day was good luck. We had a couple of good races there, especially the Mel Vista. The Derby's good on on Saturday. However, I don't. There's something is off with the programming where we're not getting enough good horses racing on these feature days, and I understand that it's. As I touched on last week, that there's there's a stretch because we've got Pinjarra features, Bunbury features, we've got a Geraldton Cup, Narragin Cup today, uh, big race Geraldton. in Albany coming up. Um, so I can see that that they're having to program certain races at other venues. However, um, like the the Mayor series doesn't kick off till next week, and that size produce stakes day. So why isn't why aren't we having feature Mayor's races on now? I could just I I think if we're going to have these big days. Uh, Oaks Day, Caracatta Plate Day, Derby Day, there needs to be like a very um, targeted program where all, all the good horses in training at this moment in time should be racing on these three days. That's my my take on it. But um, on Saturday, there, how, you know, how many races are you really excited about other than the, the Derby? There's not... I'm not yep. very excited about the derby. There's not a heat there. Probably looking forward to watching the Goddess Chosen comes a time yeah. race more than anything. Yeah, that's a good race. That's and the, a race. And there's some nice horses in the two-year-old race as well. Um, yeah, the two-year-old race, yeah. But other than that, it's just it's just not quite grabbing me. This is this is but back supposed to be the, be pretty excited about This them. is supposed to be one of the big days of the WA racing calendar, and it's just it just is lacking something. So I'm just putting it out there that we should be having a bit of a review or a deep dive on what we're doing programming-wise for these big days. Let's would try you, and get would you say you're flat? I'm, no, I'm, I'm trying to find, trying to work within the solution, that, mm. and yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed in the way that these these meetings have shaken out. But we need to get a concentration of the best horses in WA need to be having a racing opportunity on these days. So over you guys over Rawa, let's get things happening. Let's let's brighten up these these autumn cards. So. Um, this is a lot more enjoyable when BJ's in a better mood. So come on. Sort <laughs> Speaking of brightening brightening up the industry, Amelia's jewel. Yeah, How fell good. In, fell in, didn't she? Yeah, um, yeah. No, she went super. That was uh, that was that was a something. We're not going to the size either. I think they chucked up a um, size market. Apparently, I didn't even know about it until it was down and gone. But uh, they put up a size market with her at a dollar thirty. So anyone that knew she wasn't going, they could have um, 
taken advantage of a couple of those, I imagine. But uh, dominant, we are dominant wins, probably an understatement. It's special. There needs to be better words. And uh, again, <clears throat> I probably sound like a broken record. The race was completely and utterly run to suit. Horses coming down the outside, but you still don't do that to them, I guess. Um, it was. It was the yeah, ease. It, it was, was the ease that she did it. Well, it was, yeah. there was probably only one horse that won easier for the entire weekend besides her, wasn't there? Who was that? It was the other great mare on Sunday. Oh, right. <laughs> Holly Watson, just absolute. I just standing up in the saddle. That was something. So we should go back to Amelia's jewel. Yeah, we'll get to Jadavi. We will. We'll get to Jadavi. But just let's just talk about Amelia's jewel. So she's unbeaten three from three this prep. Heads to the paddock. Uh, Simon A. Miller, Patrick Carberry. Um, you know the the everyone at the uh, Amelia Park team. Peter Walsh and the the team there. This exciting times. They've been fielding huge offers. Um, what, what do you know? What the offers have been uh, just just reading um, in the reporting in the West. I imagine there would be sort of eight hundred thousand and upwards, uh, something like that. That's so, not enough. Is that it? Well, they got offered hundred thousand tricks to the trade. I don't really understand the, how the principles. Hey, million dollars is it for tricks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How Probably. many figures did you say for a million? I don't know. I'm just guessing. I would imagine it's north of. It has to be north of that, especially. Did you it? say eight figures? No, no, eight, 800 there. Oh, 800 there. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Three, three times that. Um, Seven times that. But for Peter Walsh, like he's he's got himself his best horse probably. I yeah. don't think he'd be too keen to to sell. But uh, I ran into Simon A after the Caracatta Plate Day on mm-hmm. Saturday at the, up in the, the on the members' deck there. Yeah, up and, and about. He, I, I think he was more relieved than anything. That's I think terrible. the pressure of getting this filly um, all the way to Caracatta Plate day was, and then when she got the job done, I think it was just a massive relief for Simon and the stable. They've got such a big belief in this filly, and then for her to get it done on grand final day is pretty special. But there was it was an interesting, <laughs> interesting race. I, I need to touch on one. There's one key moment of that race, Terry. Mm-hmm. So about the 800, 850, I think it was. Lucy works on Penny's Penny's on the Queen. Penny's on the Queen. She's in the three wide line following She's Graceful. Not a bad spot to be. She's Graceful is going to probably take it into the race. And I'm just inexplicably, Lucy goes back from the three wide line, she angles back to the fence. Mm-hmm. Which um I'm not I'm not really sure why that that but in that moment, what happened was Patty Carberry on Amelia's jewel was able to improve her position. Two and a half, three lengths in running, taking, assuming the position that Penny's on the Queen had. Penny's on the Queen goes back to the fence, gets held up, plush late, run third. Whereas Paddy Carbridge is giggling to himself, improving in the three wide line, and all he has to do is peel and go past them in the straight. Not saying it would have changed the result at all. So but Penny, just, you're basically Penny on the Queen was a moral beat. Is that what you're saying, no, BJ? Penny's on, Penny's on the That's what I'm hearing. Penny's on the Queen. That that if she was in that position, that means that Paddy Carbridge got another three lengths to make up. And it just she would have done it, but it would have made the race even more exciting, I think, mm. with baby Paris uh, having a, a larger gap and Penny's on the Queen forcing Amelia's duel to go wider and come from further back and having to – to. Um, I think you can say perhaps with Penny on the Queen is that that win where they rode a five back the fence. Sometimes you get a blueprint for the way the horse wins and yeah. they, they maybe had a pre, a bit of a mindset going into it that they know maybe that's the, the go. But uh, to be honest, Penny on the Queen probably takes Amelia's duel into the race just as well. Yeah, probably. So, and probably but, just as well. I'm not, so. saying, I'm not saying the result was – but it, it was an important part of the race that meant that Amelia's duel, instead of being three wide and last, was – 
three wide and three lengths closer than yeah. most people would have mapped her. So it was just a very pivotal, but uh, Penny Carvey must have just been like, oh, here we go, we're on here and just uh, in clicked, clicked her up and she just did the rest. And uh, interesting to hear that she is not going to be heading east for the, well, this stage, east for the big races in, in uh, Victoria. Kingston Town. She's staying in Perth and they're having a crack at the um, Guineas and Kingston Town. Well, they won't be having a crack at it, and they'll be walking in, I yeah. suggest. Uh, yeah, the Kingston Town's the one. When was the last time we saw a non-Bob three-year-old in the Kingston Town? A non-Bob three-year-old. Kersley, it's a him. It's Playing a him. God. Playing God, it's a him, yeah. Yeah, yeah make a tick. Stevie Palmer oh, on both. Yeah. 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 It's been a while. It's been a while. and But yeah. they've got to come back. That's the thing. They've got to come back. back. Yeah. Some two-year-olds don't come back. What a, what a, I reckon she might, though. What a stretch for Paddy Carberry. This is this is incredible stuff. Mm-hmm. He he came on the show leading into the the carnival. Came on yeah. the one one. We interviewed him. We said, "Well, this is your time to shine, Paddy." Gave him the big rev up, and he hasn't stopped riding big race winners ever yeah. since. Yeah, putting True it down, story. putting it down to us as well. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm happy with that. One one magic dust, and yeah. Paddy's like he's flying. Got no problem with that. Career That's best. Who won? The, who won the other feature on the day? Bruce Almighty. <laughs> There's some seventies around about that, or what? <laughs> The old, I've just loved it. The old Comrade Stakes was taken out in a ding dong. Oh, it was heartbreaking. It was a ding dong go to the wire. Bruce Almighty. Early in the day, it was really advantageous to be closer to that fence as well. The kickback, though, I mean, well done to all the uh, the owners and connections of Bruce. So what a what a great horse to own, and what a way he's just really developed as a racehorse. Every every campaign just seems to get that length better and go to that extra level he goes to. But um, yeah, no, tremendous stuff. So, for, so um, just 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 there's some good names involved in that ownership. Just a quick well. one. You, you brought this up last week and I did, didn't have my finger on the pulse. I didn't know what, yep. you, what you were talking about, what was going on. Uh, it wasn't really, uh, I don't think it's a big deal. That's a thing. Sorry? It's been made into a bit of yeah, a big deal. Yeah, subsequent, uh, it's been made into a bit, bit of humour, I suppose. Depends which way you're looking. I suppose if you, if you missed out on uh, – if you better well, avoid it, then you probably um, – What happened was the Tab Touch have put up um, a price, I think. Well, they've put up the right price to begin with, six bucks, I think, and then flucked it out to seven. And the decimal point went the wrong place, which made it 71 or something like that. Yeah. And a few people have had a bet and uh, they've just refunded them pretty quickly because that was the wrong price. And, um, yeah, I think uh, I think there was a few little barbs fired around. Yeah. About, you know, I think something was said on a podcast or something. And then Jay, good friend of the show, Mr. Rooney. Yeah, master, uh, you don't get master, master legend. Oh, absolute legend. Mm. Uh, you don't get much. No, he's not a very controversial man, I wouldn't say, old Jay Rooney. He has a little, has a little whack at a tab touch employee <laughs> in, uh, in the paper on Sunday Times. And you sent me that. <laughs> and that was one of the – that's one of the greatest things I've seen. <laughs> this year like i love it like wasn't it all, stocks falling or stocks falling yeah 100 percent. i just thought it was just it was absolutely something and uh i don't think there's any malice involved from anyone it's no good, one's having personal attacks on anyone good it's theater. all good theater it's good all theater. good fun it's, it's good, uh good theater i'm just glad that i wasn't the one that upset somebody for once so toddy Harvey obviously saw my price with talon though <laughs> i loved that as well Jesus Christ, I lay things. I reckon my lays go down nearly every single week and uh, I gave Metallon a pop. In saying that, I gave it none of finding the fence in the run. I thought, oh, dearie me, I'm not putting up $16 now. We're in stride um, here. Yeah. But, yeah, no, Toddy, uh, yeah, what did he say? I wish, wish Terry Layton he was said, a book. I wish Terry Layton I, was a book. I think, I think, Jen, play the audio. Play the audio. Ah, okay. Lucky me. Yeah, I wish uh, Terry Layton was a bookmaker because he uh, said he had him at $17 or something. I would have taken a bit of that. I would have loved to have taken a bit of that. <laughs> so Toddy Harvey said, I wish, I wish Terry Layton was a bookmaker. He mm. marked $17. 
He added a bit of juice to that at 16. Really. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say 16 to 1? <laughs> yeah, six, yeah. 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 That's a good point, actually. Now, uh, the one one's really cutting through. You're getting shout-outs on the post-race interviews and everything. Right? Yeah, well, yeah, just for all the good reasons too. So, no, well done to the uh, well done to the team. Good good tactical ride as well, I thought, from Jade. Um, I think yeah. actually good segue. Good segue. I think there's been a lot of um, some of the negative riding recently. And you can understand at times, but uh, just in the last couple on Ascot on Wednesday um, and the last race, I mean, it was – Yesterday. Yesterday. It was predictable to some degree, but uh, just uh, there's – Getting to the front and a real desire not to be there or wanting to go as slow as possible. And this is this is a conversation we feel like we have. Uh, I know that Dee Cripps is a big uh, um, hater of this as well. But you get to the top and the, the the desperation to walk or to hand up, especially hand up deep into a race, obviously because that's the tactics pre-race. It's just it's uh, mind-boggling. And especially if you watch those last two races yesterday on Wednesday at Ascot, uh, a couple of – Apprentices had nice leads in pretty slowly run races and they just had to control them and give a kick and it would have been probably the best spot to be in the race, but they're just desperate to hand up and obviously that was the um, the tactics pre-race. And, yeah, I think there is there is a, um, a major benefit sometimes in running horses along and going along at a proper clip. Float our boats, another one almost to some degree, I thought, in the staying race over 2300. Mm-hmm. Slowed them down a bit too much and inside, oh, that's probably a bit harsh actually. Yeah. That's probably a bit harsh. Yeah, sorry, Brad. Just I'm just kind of searching in my mind there, but uh, there's just even I think dance session in the first trying to go that slowly on a horse whose strength is to probably run them along and zip and skip. Um, yeah, I, I think there needs to be more instruction just to allow horses to run. If you do get a lead and an unexpected lead, that's a great place to be. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just that was ugly racing those last two yesterday. Like we didn't. Like the last race, as I said, the last race, that's how I'd basically mapped it all and panned it all. So I was, I was pretty happy with it. I wasn't disappointed from a, a punting point of view personally, but it's just, it just, I don't know, it doesn't look good. I'd like there to be more, um, like I know Pete Anthony is a big punter on Hong Kong. It's because of the genuine tempos and he feels like he can punt into that with a bit more confidence, confidence yeah. in, in how they'll be running. But um, yeah, there is a real, I don't know, mindset in Western Australian racing to, to rack and stack them and that'll be beneficial for your horse's chances. But I, I find that it's often not beneficial for your horse's chances. Is BJ. that is that a is that a mindset or is that just junior riders still learning? No, oh, I think it's I think it's not just junior, no. I think it's senior as well. But you're the races you're referring to is they were yeah, they yeah. were, they were. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I don't think it's just the the juniors. Um, I think this yeah. I think this this the stewards just—it's something it's missed. I don't think there's enough said about that yeah, in I'm just regards at the to the stewards report. Yes, there was an inquiry into the last race mm. and the, the tactics um, for Tradermin, who led that race up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an ongoing thing, um, and I think when junior riders, I guess that when they land there and they weren't supposed to be there. The yeah, pan- I completely pan- get that. Panic well. stations kick in, and you don't. You're sort of wanting something to come around and take the. Oh, I'm assuming, but then you don't. Also, you don't want to give up the lead when you, when they're walking. So it was just a bit of a, bit of a sticky situation there. Mm. But you're right. I don't think it the comes, best ride I, I, I in those it, last two races yeah. with Molly Clark on Calag in yeah. the um, in the second last. She said, "Well, they're walking here," so she zipped around them and and tried to nick it and ended up running second on a horse that most people wouldn't have had in their top six. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah. we we yeah. I mean, we all have to get 
better at different things. And I think some, <laughs> some, sometimes the, the jockey ranks and the, the, you know, the junior riders have to, we have to address these and talk about these issues so that we can, um, hit the nail on the head there and, and improve in those areas. So everyone wants there to be, I think it's in the jockey's best interest and especially from a safety point of view that the tempo is kind of genuine. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be, uh, checking off heels and clipping heels. And, you know, it's, it's a very unsafe when the fields are so top mm -hmm. bunch. So it's in their best interest to create tempo in races that make the races as safe and secure for everyone to get around as possible. So I just think yesterday was a bit of a, you know, a bit of a planets aligning where junior riders ended up on horses that ended up in positions they weren't expecting to, which contributed to that that result. But across the board, I think genuine tempo is better for the better for the jockeys, better for the horses, but also and better for the punters as well. So if we can, if the stewards and the jockeys and everyone can work towards, um, you know, getting better in those areas and, and creating, um, and also I think sometimes the trainers and the owners and can be a bit detrimental in that, mm. where, they, where they say they want you to go, jockey to go forward, but don't go too hard. Do you know what I mean? And they want to, sometimes the trainers want to get it as soft as possible as well. So there's a lot of different pushing and pulling in regards to tactics. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's about safety for me. And a couple of those races yesterday, I was just a bit, oh, they didn't look like very fluent and looked like there could be, you know, um, you know, dangerous for all the riders out there, especially the junior riders, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Exactly. You've hit the nail on the head there. I think there's a deep-seated sort of understanding or belief that the slower you go on a leader, the better your chances will be on that horse, and that that's probably the, the case on some runners. And um, sometimes hearing Ashley Mayley talk about Warm and Fuzzy yesterday was really interesting. He basically wanted the jockey to hold it up as long as possible and let it go because mm. it's got a good turn of foot even when racing without cover. But then you probably look at a horse like uh, oh, a lot of Ryan Hills, float your boat, Misty mm. Lad. Um, you know, those type of horses, probably Dance Session is one of them. Acromantula is one we'll, we'll see on, on the weekend. There's is a stack of them like that. If they rack them and then let the horses come out and black chips last start, I mm -hmm. thought Lucy had the 1-1, one, one, which is a great spot to be in. I'm not trying to ping people here. I'm just trying to give you examples. And and they went very, very, very slowly. And then she's waited till the turn to make her move on black chips. You'd, and then she's allowed horses like she had to outsprint Sowar and Tina Kuta and Chiclet who well, right get, next to her. Get on top of you. And that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. And that, that was never going to suit that type of horse. So, yeah, um, yeah I think that's – that's the the biggest thing for me is just understanding a horse's strengths and weaknesses. It's, when you look at the post race, the, the sectional, the post race sectional data, the it's wild how much they, the uh, the lead speed fluctuates in mm. terms of benchmark figures. Like I think the I think Marzipan lad in that three odd race last that Saturday, was incredible. Wasn't they it? went like nine lengths just, lower than average to the oh, eight hundred. So I think it was twenty lengths to the turn, wasn't it? But twenty but, to yeah. the six. I think it was close to twenty lengths yeah, to the but, six. And because I, I looked I thought, at the time, I thought, "Geez, we've scrambled in there with yeah. the other one son." That's that's maybe a touch disappointing. And then you look at the and you go, "Hang on, they could, can't really do much more when they're going that slowly." And it's run to, the second fastest last two hundred. Yeah, eight, I think exactly, exactly right. So um, anyway, pace is always a fascinating chat, but uh, let's get on with it. All right. Well, hang on. Before we do that, what do we got? Jadavi. Oh. You, you touched on it briefly. Mm. The mighty mare, Pinjara specialist, has uh, got scratched at the gates midweek and then it's gone around in the – was it midweek? Yeah, the money was hot. I think one agency went up five bucks. It was a deduction, so that would have been probably four or so. But, yes, she was going to jump about two bucks, I think. Yeah, the horse of – was it? Diplomatic, Diplomatic Express. Express went off in the gates, mm. uh, impacted Jadavi, got scratched, and then it's gone around in the Pinjara Cup with Holly Watson on board and sailed home. Got the chocolates, got the what about uh, the salute. Yeah, she got a fine for that. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I think she oh, did. I, well, I, 
Hope that the the many punters. I hope Kieran Evans paid us. He's number one. He's number one <laughs> ticket holder, isn't he? Kieran Evans. I hope he paid the fine for that. But uh, I love a good. I love a good salute. salute. Yeah, I know it's probably not the safest thing in the world, but uh, there's a lot more things we do in life that probably aren't that safe. But I uh, loved the salute. It was a tremendous, perfect ride as well. Anyone that was on Jadar would have been feeling very good on the turn when Utgard Loki wasn't tracking all that well, and Nerf Boss was battling a little bit through attraction, was just fighting its way through him, and yeah, you would have felt pretty good. But uh, a few points, BJ. What are they? How many points is the, just, as I'm the just, team jagged? I'm just scrolling through the stewards report, and Holly did get. She got a $250 fine. Ah, worth every cent. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, was that her first listed race win? I'd say so. so I have Without to. Yeah, yeah. So, Jadavi. Uh, so, just from a handicapping internal handicapping process point of view. So that that race, the Pinjaro Cup, was a 90 plus. Going into that race, Jadavi was a 74, and now she is a 93. So that's a 19-point ratings penalty. So that penalty is the equivalent to two Metro wins So uh, in, terms, in terms of prize money. So it was $150,000 raise, standard Saturdays $80,000. So for, that, for what is equivalent, two Saturday wins plus the black type for winning a listed race, 19-point penalty. Kind of hefty. Harsh. Kind of hefty. Yeah. yeah I they, they probably need to review how we handicap that, how we dish points out for that because this field would have looked sin without Jadavi. Queen takes king. It would have looked very ordinary if all those horses that were going to. What did Queen takes king get for running, um, second. running second? It was something wild, six, seven points. Do you know he's a park who got a point for running fourth? In a race that only had a few horses above that. Green, and look at green takes can go eight points. And how far was he's a parker beaten by, BJ? Like, that's not fair. Like, you can't be dishing out. Um, hang on, I got the wrong meat up here. But he's park was beaten four lengths. And it got a point. Yeah. And who were the three horses that beat it? 73 uh, Raider, 74 Darby, Raider. Green takes King comes right back. And come right back is probably a come hard, right but geez. I don't know. We gotta otherwise we're gonna discourage horses from going there. Fair enough, it had to get a good whack, but um and I understand you won a ninety plus, so now you should be rated above that. That does make sense. But the horse that's run second was a, a seventy odd raider, not your uh, your true attraction or uh Lucky who are well up in the weight. So Yeah, these anyway. these one off performances are kind of dicey when it comes to mm. uh rating space handicapping. My sh- my yeah. thing my I would thing- have loved if they looked at the program and just went to the Geraldton Cup's worth hundred grand on Sunday and they yeah. would have got they would have got four or five points, you know. Well the Narragin Cup today's the Narragin Cup's worth seventy thousand. You got the Albany Cup coming up soon. Yeah. But in saying that, as and we were talking about this before we started, I mean, you got a seven year old mayor. Yeah. If you get told you're sure, gonna win a Pinjaro sure, Cup yeah. with your Derby six months. Months ago, yeah, yeah. gig on, yes, please. I'll take a hundred points. Probably the greatest moment in Ian Shields' training career. Yep. We're banging on about ratings points. However, yeah. the for, for <laughs> congratulations, Ian, like yeah, awesome. Uh, so. Original trainer of Stafford's lad won a heap of races with him, and then he's got hold of Jadavi, and that's just, just incredible. The the twenty twenty two that this the, this season that the mayor that this mayor has had. My thing is, I don't reckon these Pinjarra Cups, Bunbury Cups, Kalgoorlie Cups. Uh, the real big sought after provincial cups are not worth enough for mine. They're just it's one hundred fifty thousand uh, is two sad days for, for mine. They have to be two hundred fifty thousand dollar races plus. And what's happened is they they stayed one hundred thousand for so long that everything else, all the standard state money, caught up to them when really they shouldn't have been. They should have been going up in alignment with them as well. So I would have thought this pet. This, these races would be targeted more and there'd be better quality races with uh, bigger investment from a prize money point of view. And if it was a $300,000 race, then Ian Shield and Jadavi, they, they, you wouldn't worry about the, 
the huge ratings penalty that that's involved and you would get uh, up and coming more promising staying types who, who don't mind the penalty but now if you look at the program there's nothing really for Jadavi until oh. the uh, Coolgardie Boulder Calgary Cups um, Perth Cup yeah Melbourne Cup yeah. Melbourne Cup that's probably a bit far BJ <laughs> come on <laughs> so so yeah it, it, it does it, it, I think Kieran, it, Kieran wants to send it up to the Northern Hemisphere and try and chase some success over 4,000 metres in uh, <laughs> Longchamps. Longchamps. Uh, anyway, so congratulations, Ian. Congratulations, Holly Watson. And um, oh, who knows, Jadavi might just might just rise to another level. Might be this year's uh, Stafford's lad. You never know. So, um, I reckon it's got more scope than Stafford's lad too. Stafford's a grinder. Jadavi's got that real sharp turn, turn of foot, foot, you know. Yeah. So, And we don't have that many stayers in recent times that lead and win, like just keep going, mm. um, which usually brings those type of horses. They have a look at the horses that are winning these type of races. It's horses with sits. So yeah. uh, exciting times. Hopefully when they tip her out, as you said, there's nothing around for them, bring her back and they can find a suitable race. So they can even look in what's coming up in Adelaide and stuff. Oh, that sounds silly, but you've got to probably consider that because she's a seven-year-old man. I read that they were looking at tipping her out. There's no, there's, there's no guarantee she comes back in this good a form. I think they have to keep racing if they can find a race somewhere, even if it means going to Adelaide or Northern Territory. I don't know. Northern Territory. I, 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 I don't know. I, I, as you know, if it's if it's if it's eastern here, unless it's in Kalgoorlie, I don't follow it. So, um, Maybe Queensland. Queensland. Yeah, um, Queensland. I was born in Queensland. Uh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Sunnybank. Um, all right. So. Speaking of uh, East Coast racing, wet tracks impacted the chances of both Kiss and All Four Cheeks and Inspirational Girl, yeah. two star WA mares in last Saturday's Doncaster. So that was a shame. Speaking of Dan Morton, Kiss and All Four Cheeks is going back to Victoria. There's a, one more race there for her called the Victoria Handicap, mm -hmm. 1,400 metres uh, Saturday week. And uh, she's going to have a crack at that and come home. I'm not sure what the story is with Inspo. However, stablemate of current stablemate of Inspirational Girl, the mighty showmanship who has been on the sidelines for quite a while now. He's ready to go. There's a half million dollar race at sale on Good Friday called The Country Discovery, 1100 metres, and that's gonna be showmanship's first up assignment. So uh, keep an eye out for him. That's next Friday. So. Good Friday. Good Friday. Could be a great Friday. Could be a great Friday. So it won't be a great Friday for listeners though, because I won't be here, BJ. What about a new hat? Nick, good Friday oh, as well. Yeah, so it could Friday. be a great yeah. Friday. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, look out for showmanship. Look out for new hat. Look out for kiss on all four cheeks. And don't forget, it's 1 1 WA Racing Podcast Handicap Day at Narragin oh, today. It's exciting stuff. Yeah. Now, good luck for everyone. Uh, Narragin Cup Day, of course, today. Uh, good I luck to the club. the Narragin Cup. That was the Iron Jack Cup. Well, they, yeah, it was originally it was going to be the Narragin Cup. Then they've. Because it was at Belmont. Yeah, then they moved it back to. Anyway. Come right back, fell in over uh, Paul Roberts' horse. Tollman? Tollman. Yeah. When the yeah, that's bell, right. When the bell tolls. Yeah. And of course, Jordan yeah. Cup Saturday and Albany Cup's coming up. So there's a bit happening. So yeah, there's right. a bit happening. Uh, Pinger Up Cup Saturday, too. Pinger Up Cup. Yeah. You've already done the form? I've actually just started, yeah. Desi well, Atwell. Not, Desi Atwell, good little team, yeah. yeah. It's easy. It's only 34 horses or something going around <laughs> at the whole meeting. So, <laughs> so it's not, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's not very difficult time-wise. All right. WATC Derby Day coming up. Let's get rolling on this preview, right? Okay. Let's do it. Okay. It's time to partner with Betfair and preview WATC Derby Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we're teaming up to record one episode 122 of the 1-1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast, don't forget. And it's uh, about 10 to 12 on Thursday, the 7th of April. Narragin Cup Day. 
1-1 podcast handicap day uh, this afternoon. Narogen, good luck to all involved. Pingrup Cup at Albany and Ascot this Saturday. And it's Geraldton, Cold, Geraldton Gold Cup at uh, on the Crayfish Coast this Sunday, Guru. It's in old Geraldton Cup as well. One of my favourites, the old Jerry Cup. It's uh, not deep. But BJ, remember to stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition. We had to talk about it later, but someone won again. One of the greatest of all time. The Guru. The Guru. Unbelievable. Incredible stuff. Big day for the Guru. Bruce <laughs> Almighty and, a, and some succulent steaks. And tell you what. Jackpot. Jackpot. Well. Oh, yeah. geez, what a box ticker. Yeah. What a box ticker. Yeah. Uh, and don't forget, we have semi final number one jockey versus trainers of WA Racing Mastermind Competition brought to us by the Mundaring Hotel. Uh, we have Chrissy Parnham, the bookies, the bookies elect, mm-hmm. taking on outsider Jordan Turner. And the next week, we've obviously got Mitchell Pateman taking on Kate Witten. But Mitchell Pateman, the only trainers representing the semis. He yeah. is fresh from the jockey ranks as well. Fresh so from, that's yeah. got to be some type of bragging rights for the jockey straight away. But yeah. uh, Chrissy Parnham versus Jordan Turner. Can Jordan cause an upset? Well, we'll see how that unfolds. Looking forward to semi-final number one. Uh, Beth Edge, what's happening? Uh, Michael Grantham joining us tomorrow. Discuss comes a time. Lord help me run and state attorney. Good little team at the moment going for uh, Mickey. He's turning some tried horses. Uh, yeah, he's getting them to improve from good trainers, which is always a sign he uh, knows what he's doing. So to it, Michael Mitchell and um, – Boy Hill. Boy Hill. Ex-riders that are all uh, really doing a fair job with their teams. What's expected? I love it's how good, Boy good Hill's getting horses like Art Admirer and <laughs> Float Your Boat, who's had 4,000 starts, and now he's turned it into a little gun. And um, <laughs> it was able to recapitulate. Yeah. Deary me, with a sit as well. Like, it's uh, yeah, it's just tremendous It's stuff, actually so. good to see some uh, some fresh blood in yeah, the training race because it is a tough gig. And, you know, f- to, to for young guys to step into that world and, and – and make that their their profession. You know, I mean, I don't think they're not. Um, I know, I know, Michael Grantham is the does his trotting, driving, and training as well. But uh, Ryan Hill's a full time horse trainer now. Mitchell Payton's a full time horse trainer now. Like this is um, like these guys are, are young and they're going to have a crack. And it's good. It's good for the game to see people mm. creating those pathways from being a jockey. Uh, and they're, when their time comes, they can step into the training ranks and make a good fist of it. So it's great for the game. All right, Terry, let's get rolling on this WATC Derby Day preview. Rail back in the true position. We got a uh, maximum of 25 degrees forecast, uh, partly cloudy, slight chance of a shower in the morning. We've got some south to south easterly winds becoming, what, further easterly during the day? Or the uh, same? More southerly. More southerly. Uh, yeah. Should play. Look, I think you'd want to be closer to the speed there. The rail last time was at True. We were worried the pad could be off and it was fine. Mm-hmm. It wasn't advantageous. It was just fine. Like There was horses through the fence who were running on well. There was leaders winning. A few came wide. So, yeah, I just think um, especially early in the day, you'd probably want to be closer to the speed, but it tends to fare up. Just won't over – excuse me, I won't overthink it. I don't think, BJ. But, um, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Race one. <laughs> the enthusiasm. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Acromantula, race two. <laughs> what about the – do you want to intro this race? I'd love to. The Glenmore Sharp <laughs> handicap over the 1,000 metres. Race number one, the six horses to do battle. You'd suspect it's a glorified barrier trial for media barons, so probably the five horses to do battle. Yeah. Um, yeah, Acromantula should jump, run, cross. Um, only interesting part for me in this race would be whether they really decided to try and kick up with reflectivity. Yeah. But it's a long – 
they've probably got plans for the campaign, and I think that could be a negative sort of move. Trying to kick up <coughs> Sacramento will keep attacking for the top, especially with Express Time coming across. So, um, yeah, if they park on the back of Sacramento, their chances of probably winning as well as as much as running second probably increase for young Brandon Louis. Brandon Louis. Louis. <coughs> back um, in. Shout out to Brandon back in yep. Western Australia. So. I did some – he's been riding in Tasmania. How's he been going? Okay. He's sort yeah. of at an 8 or 9% sort yeah. of Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember when he was here, I, 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 uh, I never backed Brandon with confidence, but I didn't avoid his <coughs> at all costs. So, I'd be interested to see how he goes. You you've got to have your own opinions on these apprentices. And, and obviously, when we mark horses, the who they put on the horse is, is a massive – uh, thing for us. So uh, I think Saturday for me in a day that doesn't look like a huge betting day, we'll probably be assessing – a lot of it will be assessing Brandon. So good luck, Brandon. Yeah, so he he's obviously Mauritian born, came over and rode in, in WA until 2018, 2019, went back to Mauritius briefly. Then since then he's been riding in Tasmania. So the Ganjimi brothers have uh, recruited him back to the West to continue his apprenticeship and they've given him a leg up here in his uh, first meeting back on the uh, stables representative reflectivity and yep. what terry was sort of thinking there is that reflectivity kind of does have the speed to be a um, nuisance a little bit to acromantula if it wants to be however acromantula really should be able to burn off reflectivity take up the running rallying in front and make it very hard for anything to run him down i would have thought yeah just the vein of form he's in so yeah i'm a dollar 70 it's as long as i could get so two bucks and i'll be having a reasonable bet acromantula acromantula yeah looks like there Way to go. He just loves the Ascot 1000, doesn't he? And, mm -hmm. and Holly Watson, of course, flying. She's coming off a huge weekend, uh, probably her best weekend in the saddle yet. So, mm -hmm. um, And the two kilos looks a nice little um, gift for a front runner as well. Race two is the Pepsi Max. Handy. Pepsi. Are you a Pepsi mm. Max? Man? Yeah, I prefer if I'm going to have one. It would be rare. It'd be a Coca-Cola. Yeah. I reckon glass bottle. Glass bottle. Glass bottle. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had a glass bottle for about 12 years, but just remember the time. I quite enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> Pepsi Max, no good. Tastes like glorified water. Uh, glorified water? It's not right. Dear, dearie me. Okay, VJ. Snipperucci, can we get this one beaten? Uh, sure. Like, um, what, what do you – let's have a look speed map-wise. Mm -hmm. Have you got a three-back defence? That's a sort of – that was a sort of feeling that I had if she – I thought Snipperucci loved that trial from her. She went really well in a high-rating three-odd race last Saturday. Quick back up, stays on the minimum, jumps from one, but I imagine gets crossed by both Safiano and Speed Dream potentially. So it could be three-back okay. three, three defence. And from there, just the way that she's been finishing off uh, trial and first up run, she's going to have the closing speed but needs to get the galloping room. Yeah, that's always the issue. I mean, you, you can learn as much as you want in regards to sitting and sprinting, but it's probably a different story coming down the centre of the track between and then bumping out and sort of muscling your way um, between runners. So Brad went up 320 this morning. That was an easy sort of decision to bet if you could lock in any of that. But now we're talking 210, 215, and that's just probably a little bit thin for me. Mm -hmm. um, I think she'll win, BJ. Yeah. Um, but – and I think they'll probably try and use the gate and hold the leaders back. Okay. Funny, if this was – say this was a million-dollar race and they weren't trying to teach her anything, I reckon they'd just try and lead yeah to be honest with you because i reckon you kick her out and you lead her and yeah she's just so well in here she gets the same weight as getting beaten the length metallon harmika beat state of power home so that's just the cl closing splits were enormous too, yeah right? that's just better form than this mm. very simply but again you've, you've got a horse who, who's trying to learn something and do something new and if as BJ they're, trying, said, they're trying to rewire her yeah think, fair yeah. enough too I, I like it and if she ends up three the fence um yeah then there's going to be some risk involved look i've I, i'm going to sit down and do this race again this afternoon so don't 
take my numbers and these figures that I'm giving you as gospel. I've marked Safiano as $4.40. I'm probably going to go back and deeper dive this because I, I might be a little bit uh, a little bit short there. But um, Safiano is a, uh, a Ganjimi um, used tried horse. Yeah, recycled. Recycled <coughs> horse. Came and trialled in October a couple of times, just battled away. Looked pretty ordinary. Um the recent trial, despite not beating much, was really, really, really soft. Um, went to the top. Uh, Sean O'Donnell sat up late. Uh, it was a really nice victory. I've got um, I've got him leading this race, BJ, if they can get him out the gates like they did in the trial and take up the running. And, and from there, just just the way they can improve these horses um, with the easterly in play early in the day, and if Snipperich is through the fence over 1,100 metres, we, we don't know what we're up against here with Safiano. Yeah. So I just – the current 10 bucks or so, I think that might just be a little, a little speculative bet but um i do expect i'll probably lose the good thing about this race is for me so i'm really happy have to you, take on a horse like speedrome are you just on safiano mm -hmm. are you expecting them to lead i'm expecting that to be the the thought process if they do the map if they weren't going to lead i would be far less in thirds but it's, they're well, a pretty aggressive <clears throat> yard most of the time yeah i, I mean and, and they're not they're pretty happy to change things up i mean it's it's, it's Sydney form that's not a leader. Uh, and in, in its first couple of trials, I don't think it was going well enough at the time to to bounce and, and mm -hmm. cross in those <clears throat> those first two trials it had over here. So, But it was you could see the intent on Sean, o Sean O'Donnell that after it began, he didn't, he didn't ping the lids by any stretch, but he was sort of got, got up early and sort of just glided across to find the rail in front and soft trial, as Terry said. So just a bit of background on Safiano. It was a $600,000 yearling. Uh, originally with Chris Waller, and then it went to an online sale last January and was sold for two hundred ninety thousand. And then three months later, was put back in an online sale and was purchased for seventy thousand by Game Jimmy Racing. So it went, it devalued two hundred twenty thousand dollars in three months. This horse, which was interesting, um, that thing that I picked up, That's good picked stats. up last night. I love that. So. Um, its form wasn't shoot the lights out in New South Wales by any stretch of the imagination, but it is young and lightly racing, well bred, and this is the kind of horse that the Ganjimi brothers like to like to target, and they've had success with in the past. Scratch from a very uh, also winnable race midweek. The, the race midweek takeaway Snipperucci was probably harder. Yes, yeah. there was some real. Uh, that was a really um, a nice little midweeker. So I think they've made the they pulled the right rein scratching and and coming here and um, it's, it's I, under six lengths off Rothfire in a yeah. Group One as well. Yeah. That stands out in the form line, but. Those type of uh, for for the younger horses, those type of runs can often lead to them being underpriced for the rest of their career. Yeah. So, so the thing that you will know is that Jet Stanley, Kira, or Star. Imagine they're going to be. They've been really aggressive on this horse lately, and he's been racing well. Yeah. So fourteen hundred back down to eleven. I I don't know if they're just going to with the sixty three. Hasn't been jumping that well either. It's been yeah. the last start. Nothing wanted to go forward. So they sort of Brad Willer worked around, and that wasn't the plan. I don't think so. Um, so maybe it's dance cocky is the breeze horse. I'm not sure. Yeah, dance cocky is yeah. probably a breeze horse, I, I think. Um, and then, but what my point Dun was Dunbar in its career has shown gate speed, and you got to remember that Bob doesn't like his horses showing gate speed, but Peter Ferdy does like his horses probably showing gate speed. So Dunbar is not impossible to lead them up here either. So. And Aracity is kind of tough, and they like to roll forward. And yeah, Aracity well, so. definitely goes forward. So my thing is, Safiano was basically in a world of its own in that trial. It was two lengths clear of the. Field the whole time. I'd like to see how Safiano reacts under the pressure of race day with a horse sort of breathing down its neck and whether it, it can um, maintain its action, maintain its composure under those circumstances or whether it, it, it fizzles out. So mm -hmm. I'm happy to have a look at Safiano first up 
um, and uh, and just to uh, see how he performs. First up in WA for the Ganjimi brothers. Um, so I was a bit bit longer than the current nine dollars uh, available. It's a fascinating one, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. we won't usually price them where I'm four dollars forty. I'm, I'm again. I'm going to go back and probably have a, a better better look this yeah. afternoon. I mean, you, like, could, you could be a little bit longer and still be bad. So um, the, I'm going to give Speed Dream one more. Yep. One more. One more Speed Dream. Um, oh, you you're on Speed Dream here. Yeah. Oh dearie me. Yeah. Theory, man. Oh, no, look, I think uh, Snipperucci's the winner, but there's, at the moment, there's no, there's no, there's not much meat throughout this card. Nothing, I tell you there's what, there's nothing there. So we're just, uh, chew, we're just chewing bones. So I had Speed Dream a four dollar chance. He's better than that. He's going to get the run of the race with three wide, no cover. Just faded without a trial first up. Um, obviously a bit, bit big in condition late there, but the, it was a fast enough race. I think he can elevate off that. He's going to get a lovely run from gate two. He's going to fight out the finish for sure. So Speed Dream around four dollars is is the way that I'm going to go. All right, so we're both basically going to lose here because we're going to back horses to beat Snipperucci, but Snipperucci's probably going to beat us, yeah. yeah. But that's good. That's how you punt to lose. <laughs> <laughs> good punt. All right, Safiano. I've got to, I've got to be on Safiano. It's yeah. Just, yeah. It's funny. Sometimes I do my prices, and this isn't a market I had a huge amount of confidence in, but then you um and ah go, oh, hang on, I've got this 440. It's 10 bucks. Mm. So that's, you don't even need to think about that. That's yeah. just a bet. Not a bet. Yeah, so. Anyway. So, yeah, and of course, anyway. Dunbar, first start for Peter Fern. You purchased mm. at that private Peter's investment bloodstock online sale that they had. So we'll see whether whether, uh, Fernie can work his uh, Goldfields magic here on uh, Dunbar because it's been done in the past Mm -hmm. with several recycled gallopers. So, all right, race three is the Schweppes Tonic Plate for the two-year-olds, set weights and penalties over the 1,100 metres. Nice enough race, this, actually. There's a bit bit of talent engaged, some exposed form, some handy trial form. The barriers have thrown a few spanner in the works from a um, from a map point mm. of view, but um, I imagine the top weight, swear to God, is going to be all the rage after a pretty dominant debut performance. Bit of a spruik on it. However, does have to overcome gate 13 in this 14 horse field, Terry. Yeah, and again, it comes down. I've got – look, I, I would have loved to have been on swear to God, but I, I need – it's probably mid threes to have a bet. Brad, uh, everyone went up $3 actually. Um, it's been backed in um, to $2.40 at the time, right? and it never got to a price. It was backable for me there, but uh, look, with, with normal racing luck um it's clearly the one to beat but um yeah it is a sticky little draw from the uh from there nunez was uh a a couple of lengths poorer run than his no i I can't see any reason why it would turn the tables but you've got barrier four to 13 and two kilos so it gets a bit of it gets the rub of the green and it can it can turn the tables all show super trial the fact it's had a month between trial and race and been scratched a couple of times yeah, that's a massive, re- massive red flag for me. Though Trevor's training a few winners at the moment. Uh, big watch on Lindsay Smith, Clint Johnston Porter, two hundred and twenty thousand dollar purchase. Bj here, no cash. Robbo, it would be here, no cash. Robbo, Robbo, Robbo. You know Chopper, Robbo here, no cash. You seen, no. you seen Chopper? I have seen it, but I don't know. Yeah, Google it. Okay. You remember that's that's yeah, where right. the name comes from. Here, no cash. Yeah, um, I like it. When uh, yeah, when Chopper went to Neville Bardos's house looking for some cash, <laughs> <laughs> that's where the name comes from. Great name, he that's, no cash. That's a cracker. Uh, bombed the starts first trial, then it led its second trial. Yeah, and it was pretty smooth actually. So really yeah. was. Be interesting to see if they try and lead. There's a few under them that will go quick, I think. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's good. Do you know? That. Do you know? You, I don't know if this will start this price though, because um, two hundred twenty thousand dollar purchase. Yep. You got. Probably the state's leading jockey, and along with Chris, obviously, Clint Johnson Porter and uh, and a Lindsay Smith runner, two hundred twenty thousand. I don't know. That's the type of money the horse that usually will come. Um 
come in for a little bit of support, I would have thought. Yeah, the computer geeks find it on pedigree. So. Yeah, I think so. And the trial was pretty soft as yeah. well. At the end, they had a bit of a hole, but there was a, quite a few soft trials. Wrecked the rental, I thought, over the 400 metres was a nice, soft uh, nice soft trial. Um, did you see the trial of uh, Luke's one, Hidden Ruby? Yeah. Every time, was it Steve Parnham? Steve Parnham, when he went for it. When he hit out the stick, the horse just wanted to just to – yeah, try and go over a hurdle or something. Yeah. It's quite incredible. So it's a very extravagant action. It is. For me, oh, we don't want to, with the way LK's gone with the kids, we don't want to uh, question it, but uh, it looks a, an odd ride to put a, an apprentice on a horse that's very green on the five-day backup. Well, so. I, there is a two-year-old 1,200 at Pinjar on Wednesday, so just keep an eye out on scratchings, guys, because there might be some horses that nominate for that, and if they get a better draw or if it's a better setup for them, they might scratch and, and head in that direction. So that's mm. Pinjar Wednesday. There's a 1,200-meter two-year-old maiden. What I, what I wouldn't mind saying is I thought Potshot was really brave the other day. Yeah. Did a lot of work to get to the breeze, and the lead Universal Flare, I think it was, um, had a softer lead, had okay lead up form, and Potshot was able to sit outside after doing a heap of work and getting past it late. That was finishing third to Swear to God and Nunez. If there's trouble for Nunez back in the field, Swear to God ends up three wide, no cover, or gets flushed or whatever, the trouble. Potshot up on top of the speed with an inform, Holly Watson claiming two, could uh, run them along and almost nick it at uh, 12, 11, 12 dollars at the moment. Is it jumping well enough to lead? There's a fair bit of speed in this. I, I've for certain got it getting crossed and that for me is just a line through it. But yep. if it leads, 100%, I can uh, I can see what you're saying there. Um, yeah, there's the, plenty the, of- There's so even, much speed in this race. Yeah, yeah, there is. I think a few of them will opt out of the battle because of that. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, even if you look down the, the bottom end of the market, horse like Swim Through was super on debut. Uh, and then you can probably forgive the run recently. Ashley Maley's team's going well at the moment. Um, playing hardball was snagged out the back in a uh, in the gym crack. Probably could have led that if they wanted to. It jumped really well. Um, so playing hardball is the one I've potentially got leading here. I think that could be worth something small on late, BJ. But um, but even even I mean I mean Chris Barnum's got off Snowdome, but he was three eighty favourite in the Perth Stakes what yeah. three weeks ago. Uh, it's got Street Parade revved up form. Like I mean, so there's it's got speed. Well, apparently, Tur- swear to God's a better horse. So Turkish lad, uh, letter trial, always one more letter trial. Um, Indy Indy ruler had gate speed in its trial, so. There's yeah, I mean there's there's a bit to dissect here. So yeah. be, so if there are a few scratchings that are, that might just keep an eye on listeners if there are a few scratchings that it might change the map a little bit as well. Yeah, good race to get the scalpel out for you, reckon, eh? Yeah, mm. yeah. So what are we what are we doing here? Ah, uh, not much, mate. If, if the swear to God gets out to three dollars plus, I'll be happy to have something on and just back Chrissy Parnham into what about either he, race. What about here? No cash. And I'll be having something maybe on here, no cash, but again, that's on purchase price and the jockey and trainer's name. So yep. not the type of race I feel like I not the type of horse I should be doing me uh, me bum on and something small on uh, Roy Rogers run a late BJ. We'll have a little bet on it, but uh, no, good race to watch and we'll see what the Betfair market does like. Something small pot shot for me and one horse we haven't mentioned, we've mentioned the whole field. I might have done something small on Export Girl. Didn't Who's I? on? Uh, Tash is out with um, Health and Safety Protocol. Health and Safety, H&S Pros. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure yet. No, not sure. No, it's not named. I just looked. Steve, uh, Steve Wolf. There got a final replacement rider for Xbox. Or maybe Paddy Carberry. I'm pretty sure. Actually, okay. has Paddy got a ride? Speaking to Steve this uh, morning, no, you mentioned Paddy something doesn't. about Paddy Carberry. Yeah, no, nah, Paddy doesn't. So I thought Lacta I, I doesn't. thought Export Girl was pretty good on on debut. Uh, stepping up to 1100, uh, could run a race at a big price. Yep, very good. Race four. Export Man, super last start, by the way. Yeah, how good. Yeah, didn't, I didn't expect that. No. I think you guys expected that too much either, did you? Well, I think after his trial, 
they're, they're a little bit flat because his lead up to that was uh, promising. The trial was a bit flattening, but um, heard on the morning of the race that his track work during the week alongside uh, River Rubicon was of a very high level. Mm -hmm. So they expected him to be running on, but for him to flash like that into third was uh, quite exciting moving forward. So Steve might have uh, Export Man back on track. So, um, okay, let's get back on track. Race four, the Tab Touch. Be better at life. West Speed Platinum Warden <laughs> Series Heat Three, twelve hundred meters. Terry, ah, this is well. This is definitely one for the snipers. <laughs> I tell you what, um, premium choice was backed off the map. I think it was twelves into about three bucks by the time they jumped uh, last week. And uh, how was that? <laughs> poor old Chrissy Nickel? Well, as many horses get held up, and it's a hard horse to ride, but he copped it from Darren, didn't he? Oh, oh boy, that was something beaten, yeah. like. Poor old Chris. Like, genuinely, that's a really tough ride for a horse that doesn't jump all that well and gets back at us. So, I don't think Chrissy Nickel did a huge amount wrong. I reckon in this rider shortage at the moment, he's really underutilised by a lot of stables too. I actually really like Chrissy. Um, I really don't mind Chrissy as a uh, as a hoop. I have a lot of faith when I back him down in Albany. So, um, anyway, uh, yeah, look, this is- So, Scotty Embry was on, on, on the phone to the connection straight after the race, obviously. What for? To get oh, the ride. Oh, yeah, he would have done. He's very, yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's, he's to pretty, get the uh, ride next up. Yeah, he's pretty, uh, yeah, I think there's a bit of a story behind why it's changed stables, but um, I'll have to get more clarity on that before I So the new trainer is him. Tony Triscari. And Works from the Harrison. Right. Okay, well, according to, don't quote me here, but according to Racing Australia, if you click on his name on Racing Australia, his last runner was at Esperance in the 3rd of January 2000. No, he's due. That was his last runner. Well, he's coming back. A, he's coming back with a dollar seventy. And it was and it was a winner. So oh, so he went out a winner. And he could come, I've always come said back that Tony doesn't train. He doesn't. He doesn't bring him to the race for nothing. So um, <laughs> he's been waiting twenty two years to yeah to, to to bring one back to the track. So. Oh, to be honest, mate, this is the type of race where you know I love to try and get dollar sixty, dollar seventy pops beaten, and this is the type of race from thinking, Well, it's a new it's a new mm. stable. It's a get back horse. Things can go wrong, definitely, but. Jesus Christ! Like, what, how do you pick a second elect? Yeah, like, well, what's your second elect? Scandola? Uh, just be, just purely on map, I had Kelvin leading, so yep. I thought Kelvin might be a better horse out in front. Um, but when I say second elect, I'm still nearly double figures with it. You know, um, my third elect was, and it's, it's it's clearly a bet at the moment. But I mean, I don't I don't want to tip it to anyone because it's not going to win. Like it's fire sale, just because I, I really like the jockey. Ch the sorry the. Um, the jockey change, I love Clint going on any um, horse at the moment, the way he's riding, he's finding lengths. But um, what I think they can do on fire sale here is show a bit of guts yeah. and not snag from seven. Look for that spot where Jade Jade gave it a 10 out of 10 three starts ago when it tagged Native Chimes, and that form's great. Alien from Mars was fourth. It's, like, it's, it's almost like form. fire sale's lost its dash and has become more of a one batter, do you think? Yeah, like well, it's, it's just jumping well yeah, enough. So yeah. I – Look, its last run was so-so at Pinjara. got wide on a day you didn't want to be wide. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't too it was bad okay. a run, you know. It, it hit the line alongside Zachariah Bow, who I think everyone would give some type of chance in this. Mm. Um, so, yeah, look, purely on the price, BJ, I'm not taking a $1.65 premium choice. I do think it's the one to beat and yeah. it's going to be extremely popular. It's going to be overbet, though, I think, for a horse that does get back. But, um, yeah, fire sale each way, something small. Um, but I don't like myself for doing that. <laughs> Okay, I agree with with everything you said there, Terry. So if we're going to find, good job. If, if they're going to find something to um, account for premium choice, you know, bad luck and all that. Uh, I thought Scandolo. I thought his form last prep for Luke Fernie against better horses 
stacks up, has a win over Express Time and second to Kiora Star in the Fitzpatrick Plate. Top a few points for that second. Yeah, ran, ran a nice race in that West Speed, $125,000 West Speed race behind Sun Sun. Thought its form was all there. Um, does have to carry the 60.5 admittedly. Um, running, a, running a Mungrup as a 950 chance. I don't know how many of these will be 950 in a Mungrup. And the other horse that um, interests me is there was a bit of money around for point taken first up from the inform team Taylor Yard. The best of point taken would see her fight out the finish here. Definitely. Yeah, 100%. So, and she can be a bit in and out. So bars go on, but last. Campaign. Her best run was when the bars were on for memory. So, so you obviously set back twenty eight days between runs. But if they, if the, the the team have this mare spot on, then she can she can run a race. Uh, she's sixteen dollars at the moment. So they're all going to be a price yeah. if you're taking on premium choice. That's a thing. So what can you, you're the you're a Kalgoorlie man. What can you tell us about Yo-Yo's coming to town? Oh, it's not much good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not much good. No, it's not much good. Sorry, Luke. I think Luke owns that one. Does he? Um, yeah. No. I look. It won. You can sell it one well in a class two, but it beat a horse called City Ransom and. Um, yeah, you'd be a chance of beating home City Ransom, I think, BJ. So, look, just because it's that thin and it's a point of difference running, it can't be completely discounted. And I reckon a few people will probably have it in their numbers, but um, it's not much good. Okay. All right. It's not much good. <clears throat> All right. Let's take a break because it is semi-final time. Oh, Mundaring finally. Hotel Jockey versus Trainer Mastermind Tournament. Let's uh, – semi-final number one. Can't wait. Let's go. Okay, it is now time for semi-final, BJ. Number one of the jockeys versus trainers, Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing, Mastermind Competition. Finally, the semis are here. The semis are here. It's semi-finals time. This is the business end of the tournament. It is the business end. Terry, uh, so first of all, the Mundaring, our tremendous sponsors, they've been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street. Mundaring, if you guys, if anyone of our listeners gets an opportunity, drop in. See the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. He's always up for a chat. Uh, say good day. Let him know you listen to the 1-1. One, one. Enjoy the sights and sounds up there at the Mundaring Hotel. So we've got a big semi-final, and these two have actually squared off in a grudge match. Not uh, in the distant past, Terry. We've got Jordan Turner versus Chris Parnham. Great mates, but uh, one of them will be going through to the tournament finale. Terry. Yes, no, I'm ex- uh, very excited to uh, – to, uh, actually, I'm actually tipping a little bit of an upset here. Really? Uh, here, BJ. I am. Yeah, I am. I think Jordan uh, sized him up. I think he knew he was going to come into him, uh, run into him in the tournament here. And, uh, yeah, I- I'm tipping a bit of an upset despite having Chris at about $1.50 in the all-in market for the, uh, for the tournament <laughs> at the moment. So Let's bring uh, him in. Huh? Yeah, bring him in. All right. Jordy Turner, welcome back to the 1-1. Morning, hey, boys. How you going? Good. So Terry's, Terry's confidence levels are up. For a bit of an upset here, what are your what are your thoughts pre uh, pre well, mastermind? I think you just threw me in the shark tank. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm actually not as confident as you know what usual oh, there is, but um, I'll see what happens. See if I can pull something. You got the big scalp of LK Fernie in the uh, in the first round, so that that's got to build some confidence, surely. Big confidence booster. Yeah, a bit of an easy kill. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, very good. So Jordy's downplaying his chances, but one bloke that doesn't lack anything in confidence when it comes to the mastermind competition is Chris Barnum. Chris Barnum, welcome back. Yeah, thank you. Nice to be back on. 
big weekend ahead for uh, for both Geordie. Geordie's got five rides. Chris has got a big book as well at Ascot on Saturday. Chris, of course, riding the uh, the current favourite in the Derby, Alaskan God. Um, before we get stuck into the the tournament, guys, Chris, um, looking forward to the weekend. Um, yeah, yeah, such a nice ride, and um, obviously got Alaskan God, so yeah, looking forward to him. And Jordy, uh, what uh, what about Son of Bacchus on Saturday? Uh, went oh so close last Saturday, loomed like he was going to win. Can we get him over the line on Saturday? Uh, yeah, he's um, obviously uh, yeah, he ran well last week. Um, I think he's just a sort of horse. He's got his quirks, but um, if you time your run right, he can um, definitely win it. Yeah, I think he's not far away. Son of Bacchus. So, all right. So, the boys have got some good rides uh, at Ascot on WTC Derby Day. Uh, Geordie's riding Lautre as well in the, for Brett Pope in the Derby. So, good luck, fellas. But uh, let's get stuck into this quiz. Your names are your buzzers. You both know how to play. To be crowned this week's mastermind, you need to be the first contestant to answer three questions correctly. Is it back to me? Yeah, you're up. It's me, is it? Yeah, you're up. All right. Here we go. Jordan Turner, are you ready? Yep. Chris Parnham, are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Three, two, one. All right, boys. Well, I'll pre—I'll start this one by just saying I stumped BJ with this one, so we're going a little bit harder, saying it's the business end of the competition. So who am I? I debuted in 2011 when running second in a lowly Kalgoorlie maiden ridden by Nadia Bishop. Despite one brief foray for a midweek race in town, I spent my first 13 starts racing in the goldfields where I notched up just the three victories. There was minimal indication of what was to come from there. I moved to a city yard for start number 14 when throwing together three Saturday victories before demolishing them by five lengths in the 2013 Geraldton Cup, ridden by Jordan's old man, Troy. Chris, pardon. Oh, who's that? Chris? Black Tycoon. Oh, oh, that's good. Very good. That's very good. BJ, BJ went for Spiritual Warrior. Yeah. Had him on toast. I was on the wrong leg. Uh, Chris rode him. Uh, Chris himself rode me six days later when victorious in an 80-plus race in town. I went on to win a Hyperion Stakes, ridden by Troy Turner, a Tats Cup, ridden by Douglas White, a Perth Cup, ridden by Damien Oliver, and ran second in the 2014 Adelaide Cup, when again, ridden by Oliver. The four trainers across my racing life were Ricky Brown, Trent Brown, Justin Warwick, and I finished my career with Darren Weir over East. Who am I? Didn't need all that. Black Tycoon. Black Tycoon. Chris Parnham is off the mark. Jeez, I thought I might have I might have gone a bit deeper there. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, little tick for me, a little pat in the back. I know you're that. Black Tycoon. So Chris right. won. Geordie yet to score. Okay. Question two. Team Williams dominant in the WATC derby recently. They've won nine of the last 11. William Pike has ridden eight of those. Who rode the other one? Chris. Jordan. Chris. Chris. Jesus I wouldn't have got that with 30 guesses. Unreal. That that is correct. Bloody hell. Ben (laughs) Ben Mallum, Mystic Prince 2013. Have you got the list in front of you, Chris? No, mate. (laughs) (laughs) No, mate. Come on. Girl, oh, a bit of, res- bit of respect. <laughs> bit of respect. This is, oh, dearie, man. That's very good. Uh, Chris Barnum, two. Geordie Turner, zero. Okay. Next question. Name the Steve Wolf trained stayer 
that Chris Nickel piloted to victory in last year's Narragin Jordan. Cup. Jordy. Jordy. Was it um, so Schmidt? Oh, oh good get. I love that. That's, good get. That's a crack. I don't think it's won a race since. No, it hasn't. Got a million points <laughs> for that win. A little five-horse field. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Geordie Turner. Jeez, that took me about – BJ asked me that one before. It took me about two minutes to think of its name. Well done. Okay, 2-1. This is a cracking little – We're on here. We're yeah, on. This is a okay. High class, isn't it? Yeah. A games coming out. Semi-final. Exactly, right. exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. Cream rises to the Would top. Would not want to be Mitch Pateman or Kate Whitman. <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> All right. Okay, so name the last WATC Derby winner to go on and win a Perth Cup. Jordy. Jordy. Uh, it was. There's oh, one, Bob. Three, um, two, one. Have a guess. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, oh, don't do this to us, buddy. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I don't, I don't. Was that right? Uh, yeah, we buzzed you. What are we going to do here? We're going to have to move on to the next question. Sorry, oh, Jordy. Oh, Sorry, Jordy. We ran out of time, but you gave away the answer. Yeah. So in, to be fair to both parties, we'll have to move on to the next question. The yeah. score remains Chris 2, Geordie 1, but uh, delicacy was the correct response. All right. Gee whiz. Okay. Always controversy. <laughs> There's always something happening here at the Mastermind. Okay. So who rode sacks on, sacks off to win last year's Jericho Cup qualifier? Jordan. 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 Oh, Alison oh, right. It was Maddie there. We got the full name as well. I'll tell you what, Chrissy was standing up in the aisle, and Chrissy was doing a little, uh, the little Holly Watson with Jadavi there. I'm going to there. I reckon I said my name first. Nah, no, no, nah, no, clearly Jordy. No, no, clearly. Clear, sometimes it is debatable. I'm, I'm very yeah, confident that was Jordy. I reckon he got his whole name out for this. So, <laughs> oh, shit. Two here all. we go. Two all. Favorite on the ropes here. Yeah. Oh, this is this uh, is a big donger. Here we go. All right, name the last WATC Derby winner, Derby winner, that was not wearing the famous Cerise and White colours. Jordan. Three. Jordan. Jordy. It was Gunning. Oh! <laughs> well, hey. Well, he's done it. The upset. You, you did, From 2 nil down. You, you declared it. I Terry. jumped off. I jumped <laughs> off when he was 2 nil down. <laughs> Jordan Turner, that is unbelievable. Two nil down on the ropes, on the canvas. Bang, bang, bang. Three, two, victory into the final of the Jockey versus Trainer Mastermind tournament. We're speechless. Jordy, what can you say? Oh, uh, well, yeah. I thought I wasn't going to win it when Chris got that um, back by soon one night, but I was no hope, but um, yeah. A bit of luck. Uh, bit of a luck. Bit of luck. Bit of luck. That's a quote of the year, isn't it? Just a bit of luck. Well done, mate. That is tremendous. Chris Parnham, any, any, can you add anything to the post-race discussion? Um, uh, well, I don't know. I'm going to have to listen to the tape tonight. <laughs> because, um... <laughs> <laughs> you want to see the stewards finish? Uh, That's fair uh, enough. Uh, no, just, just with the... Um, uh, sacks on sacks off question. Um, I reckon I said my name first, but anyway, I'll uh, listen to it tonight. <laughs> well, we'll, uh, we'll get the uh, we'll get the stewards to uh, go over the footage, uh, we will. to go over the audio. But uh, 
I tell you what, though, it's uh, it takes a it takes a fair performance to knock you off, Chris, because you've. Uh, I think most people are basically saying you've been unbeatable. So, I think we need a. We might even. I, I'm thinking about this, BJ. Using seeing if Chris wants to be the gatekeeper. Yeah. So if someone, if people do get to four in a row, we get Chris on as yeah. the uh, as the Vulcan, as the last man to stop him. So yeah, that, that's if something he, I was if thinking he wants about. To do it, but uh, but I tell you what, like that was an epic mastermind, yeah. and uh, to to. Uh, Geordie just put the stick away, lifted himself, hands and heels, throwing, <laughs> throwing the head down on the line, and he's got the chockies. Jordan Turner, that was a tremendous effort, mate. Congratulations. You are the mastermind. You are through to the final. In a couple of weeks' time, you'll either be taking on, you'll be taking on the winner of Mitchell Pateman versus Kate Witten. So Jordan Turner has been a revelation on the mastermind, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you guys on the show. Geordie's the winner. Chris, uh, game in defeat. Uh, thanks, guys. Much appreciated. No, thank you, boys. Thanks for that. Thanks, yeah. lads. How about that? I've actually thrown a little bit, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah I'm throwing. I, I asked Chris at one point, did he have the list in front of him? I yeah. wonder if um, Jordan had the list in front of him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Just the way that he was able just to work work through it and he, process it in his mind. Because Chris has gone bang and then Chris is – yeah, I mean, the, the, in saying that – the so schmick one, you can't have that in front of you. That's not something you can't. You but can't. Also, he missed. He lucked out on the. Nah, got buzzed out on buzzed out on delicacy. I gave him longer than I should have. With yeah, like you see, you made yeah. the right call there. Yeah, uh, and you got to remember, if he doesn't, if we, we hold the buzzer up, Chris probably gets delicacy and he wins it. So it's a real. It's just the. It was a sliding doors moment. Oh, it, it was. Yeah, it was. Wow, I'm 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 very surprised. I, I tipped Jordan, but that was more just a, as a confidence boost for Jordan. <laughs> I, I thought that uh, Chris was going to run away with it, and it looked that way. But geez, I, I reckon he would have been trading at twenty bucks at the. Uh, Two nil down. Thirty bucks. Two Forty nil, bucks. Two nil. So schmick. Who who would have thought that uh, the tournament turned on so schmick? The <laughs> last year's Narragin Cup. Incredible. It's been turned upside down. Jordan so, Turner. It was Chrissy Nickel, wasn't it? Chrissy Nickel. Yeah. Jordan replaces Chrissy Nickel on this this week's WATC Derby Mount. Right? Is that a? Oh, is that hang a, on. Is that a, is that a little bit of a? Yeah. Here we go. I don't but, think so. But, but yeah, yeah, I'm very confident that that Jordy buzzed in first with Madison Derek. The full, unless we didn't hear Chris's name, no, both I'm of pretty us. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Pretty confident. With what that do we one. do? Like, what happens now if we go back to the footage and go, shit. Chris was first there. Last time we did that, we had to have a rematch. We, we did. Riley and Could be Ed. Lockie. Could be a duel. Let's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's. But anyway, yeah, let's that, cross that, that, that delicacy question is probably going to be a slightly controversial because it's there's a lot on the there's a lot up for grabs here. Like, yeah. You know, oh, in plenty the, within the room, within the ranks, within the industry itself. I'm surprised if. Chris, oh, I don't think Chris will have much interest in riding Alaskan God in the week, right? <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> he'll be too busy listening to the, yeah, listening to the yeah, replay. Hang on, wait, wait. <laughs> Everyone wait for me. Just waiting for one runner in the gates. Yeah. Oh, very good. That was a tremendous uh, edition of the uh, Mastermind Tournament. Looking forward to semi-final number two, Mitchie Pateman versus Kate Witten. And then uh, whoever wins that through to the final to take on Geordie Turner. So, Geordie, that $100 gift voucher, another one to the Mundaring Hotel uh, is in the post. Enjoy. Uh, let's get moving back with this Derby Day preview, Terry. Let's get into it. Okay, we're back. Race five, the Cool Ridge Handicap. Three-year-old, 1,200-metre contest. And Harmika on the quick backup after just failing to catch Medellon in a pretty sharp three-year-old contest last Saturday. And then we've got Featherweight. On the comeback trail, had some issues after a successful two-year-old. 
campaign for the weight uh, has come along slowly for Dan Morton, ran a nice race first up midweek and then was three wide no cover the entire under a uh, reasonable weight for Brad Willer and won in um, quite stylish fashion actually, second Canter. up. Uh, comes to town, comes back to a Saturday rather, gets to 60 kgs, uh, but has to be uh, in the mix from gate one, Chrissy Parnham going on. And there's a few nice horses resuming actually that have uh, some talent and look genuine Saturday horses, but I wonder whether they're sharp enough to take it up to the likes of Harmika and Featherweight. They do look the two. Uh, what price Harmika at the moment, Terry? Dollar eighty, dollar eighty-five is what, best. Yeah. What were you thinking price-wise? Uh, I'm a dollar sixty, I think. Dollar yep. sixty-five type thing. I uh, quite like the wide gate. Um, I think just for some reason they've been letting this horse on occasion, like completely went out of neutral. There was no venom at all used out of the gates last start. Mm. Like, Almost wanted to get well back from the inside barrier. It was just. I think that I think they were just expecting. Uh, yeah, you still diamond you can still blue just, and Wuhan warrior to be more aggressive. Yeah, you can yeah. still ride it to some degree though, just to, to hold your spot. You don't need to just allow it to get that far back. It was very odd, um, and they, they did that a couple of starts ago as well. So I think the the awkward gate here it sort of dictates what they have to do. And if you look at the two runs from the breeze, first up in a maiden, it beats um, critical altitude by. He easily beat critical attitude. He made that form look pretty good in the coming weeks. Um, big gaps, the third, fourth, yeah. fifth, etc. Yeah. And then came out. Uh, then they rode it in neutral and let Metalon steal it. Ran the quickest last two of the day. And then they've come out, sat outside other one's son in a real um, ding dong battle. Out, and out breeze. Him, yeah. yeah. So I think she's capable of doing it both ends. I like this outside gate. She should be able to go and land on the outside of my Marlena, I would say, BJ. And um, yeah, look, unless something goes awry and something else kicks up, which is always a possibility, or maybe uh, above the peg. Positive. I don't think it's got the same uh, the dash if, if yeah. they show proper intent with Harmika. But uh, above the peg is one I do think they'd like to ride closer to the speed. But, um, yeah, look, I think if they find the breeze, I think she'll be uh, she'll be far too tough. I think she's a better horse than Featherweight and she gets three kilos off them just the way their careers have gone and how they've picked up the points, if yeah. that makes sense. So yeah. that's always a really nice thing. But uh, Featherweight is, is obviously the danger. That win, while it was against not much whatsoever, uh, it was superb and the money came um, and the yard's flying. So... So if there's a chink in the Harmika um, armor, featherweight's so undefined, but it's, yeah, Harmika for me. And I reckon maybe we'll see some featherweight money. I'm hoping we'll see some featherweight money. We might see two bucks Harmika late, but that's what type of day it is. Yeah. Hope you're hoping for drifts on shorties. Looks that way. CJP going back on Harmika has been kind of, he has been keen to ride this for the quite positive. Um, the, the times that, oh, well, from eight, First up. And six of seven. From eight and then for six or seven, yeah. So uh, I imagine after last week, they're just going to, on the quick back up, she's got, she's race hard and be positive from that draw. Like like what Terry said, probably lands outside my Marlena, who led one midweek with Chris Parnham on last start and from there just going to control the race and probably going to have featherweight inside it, uh, um, leaders back featherweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then featherweight's going to have to come out and around or up inside up with 60, 60 yeah. kgs i don't know if he can if he can out out sprint uh under under those conditions uh so it does look a, re- a race really set up for the adam durant filly on the seven day turnaround do like featherweight as a horse he's been through a lot had some significant um issues um post his two-year-old health issues post his two-year-old career where he ran fourth in a size um and it's good to see that the stable and connections have this 
this promising horse back on track. That was a really good midweek win, as Terry mentioned. But other than that, there's a couple of horses resuming. Um, Green and Shady from the Luke Fernie and the two from the Neville Parnham Yard, Success Play and War Gem. I think Success Play and War Gem are both proper Saturday three-year-olds. Success Play, last race in the WA Guineas and War Gem last race in the Faretha Stakes. So Neville, then the stable thought them highly of, highly of them enough, rather, to compete at that level in the spring. Further maturity with time. Um, the Parnham Yard's really clicked into gear recently, and I wouldn't be surprised to see War Gem and the Success Play uh, feature first up and then be um, prominent in 1,400-meter, in, um, 1,600-meter races moving forward. Yep, very much so. They're the two... Uh yeah, the two unknowns, I suppose, that have that scope to uh, to press it to some degree. But, uh, yeah, how eager for me. Let's get some two bucks late. Two bucks late? Two bucks late. Bet fair? A bit of money for featherweight. Bet fair exchange? Yeah. Okay. Just going to pretend that's going to happen. <laughs> Just going to hope. Anyway, BJ, race number six, the first leg of the quadrilla, one of the more interesting races of the day, the Crown Perth Handicap over the 1,400 metres, mm -hmm. a 78-plus event. God has chosen a lot of people. I mean, earlier this year we were talking about where he's going to go, what he's going to do. Um, railway Stakes looks a and look and a fair enough too. It looked a well, it looked a logical path the way he's progressing well, through the grades. The, that was the quote, wasn't it, after his last win? Yep. Yeah, yeah it was. Put him away because he's a railway stakes horse. He's a railway stakes horse. Came back trialed last Monday, not the one just gone, and ran uh, – was poor, actually. It was really poor in that trial behind Labor Road. It was gone a long way from home. Came out uh, again on Monday, so seven days later. Um, went back in the trial. Was under sufferance pre-turn. Pre and I think the last 50, 60 metres that trial picked up and, and was travelling pretty well, but – and I know it was Cup Night next to him, but Cup Night was under a hold. So that's still – you've got to say the trials were underwhelming and a, a little bit a little bit concerning. So to then race – so to go Monday trial, Monday trial, and then race on the Saturday, that's three appearances at the track in the space of, I'd say, 12 days. It's a – for your potential star stable – the star of the stable, it's a – It's different. It's a really odd setup, yeah. Um, like I think – if the trials were good and, and you liked how it was coming into this, it'd probably go around at a dollar seventy mm -hmm. type thing, and that'd be fair enough because it's a really nice speed map for him too. But um, yeah, I, I don't know, BJ. What did, what did you make of the What did you make of the trials? You diving in at two twenty? Look, I first up last preparation at Northern, I was like, this thing's just a just a moral. Its trial was its lead up trial got back and it just savaged the line um, behind alluring. I watched that. Was it alluring? Yeah. Was that the horse that won yeah. that trial? Yeah, really, but there was, really frank to the form, didn't there, it? <laughs> there were, but there was something else in that trial that it went to the line as well as something with real big closing speed, yeah. one, of, one of Simon Miller's, I forget its name. Anyway, and I was like, oh, it'll go to Northern and just win anyway. Ran into Spot of Bother. Spot of Bother. And, I've, erased uh, <laughs> I've erased it. I've erased it. Should have won, but didn't. Anyway, so I was just <laughs> like, and I just, just, yeah, I was all over it, all last prep, as a lot of people were, because the talent's there. However, those trials have got me got me and the, just the scrambled nature of the preparation have got me wondering whether god has chosen can can resume against a race fit in form comes a time tough bugger like son of bacchus like if if there's a, if there's going to be a ch feels like if you've got chosen if there's going to be a chink in his armor it's got to be this first up assignment doesn't it um oh, he, yeah it's not just that i mean it just doesn't he didn't look like he wanted to be there all that much you know so why I don't understand what's going on. Is, like, is it? Is I'm it, just, just. Is it a big possibility? He's withdrawn. 
He comes out and you, you you take the three bucks comes the time and you end up with oh I see what you're saying yeah and you end up with probably a dollar ninety or something. I'm just trying to work out what the rush is to get him back to the race. There is, like, is I went it? through the program. There's, no, just, there's nothing coming up. I'm just there's bringing not, bring the program up. up here. Like no, nah, I've gone through it. It's it's almost like they've they've picked out a pathway yep. that they want to hit. Um, You'd always want to resume at the twelve hundred. So I, I understand there's not. What's his races. rating? Eighty one. So you got seventy two plus. He can as well. still run in. Yeah. Yeah. There's 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 enough options there. Um, even instead of the trial on Monday, you could have gone to the thousand meters against uh, Horse Lake Romancia, but they maybe just want to look at more winnable races because that probably would have been tough. But uh, there must be something in mind for them to this, or maybe it's a. Would they be going anywhere with him? Would they be taking him somewhere? Overraced. Well, he's obviously got the satellite stable. He might, in, in maybe, maybe this is a prep run before he jumps yeah, on a float well, or a plane. And I'm goes sure it's a two trials are enough. Then I'm not sure. It just feels like there's a plan. It feels mm-hmm. like there's there's something in place for him to be so so um, scrammed, uh, scrammed, so crammed. The two trials in the race, all in that twelve day period. It just and it doesn't it doesn't feel like a a real um, move that you would use with a. Potential Start. group one horse. So, yeah, exactly right. Um, I don't know. I think there's more to play out here. Maybe you're right. Maybe maybe there is a bit of a there is a possibility that he that he comes out. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm having a bet before, and that's for sure. Because, we're, we're, all, uh, we're all guessing here. Just just very the whole setup's very odd. Yeah, hundred yeah. uh, percent. Comes the time. Yeah, it's the one I probably want to be on. So I think they can lead. I think they will lead for sure. Star Alliance should go. The breeze got us chosen. The back of comes the time, and in the one one it would be Sentimental Queen. Uh, this race is at a mile. I tip Sentimental Queen actually. Mm. Uh, I thought that was a. She's just a far better horse at the sixteen hundred, even the fourteen hundred. But I don't like the twenty one hundred down to the mile, down to the fourteen hundred. Um, that's just the only worry for her. But she can win it. I mean, I'm five dollars eighty Sentimental Queen. I think she's seven eight. Dollars around the trap, so she's she's slightly over my price. I'm again, I'm not going to have a bet here. Um, but comes a time, I was three thirty. I thought I thought I'd see a backable price. We got us chosen and, mm. and a few of these others, but I'm not going to see that. But to be honest, so BJ, at, at the moment it's about two fifty, two sixty each to two. Well, that's no, nah, that's just Brad. I think everyone is else is yeah. Everyone, it, a lot of the markets aren't up yet, so that this could change. But um, yeah, I'm more looking at two thirty versus two ninety comes a time. Ooh. So she's no, you're right. right. Yep. So if, if if she does, he sorry, if he does come out, got us chosen. Um, those deductions will be absolutely massive. And you comes a time price will drop down to sub two bucks, which obviously is probably not something we'd be overly keen on. So um, yeah, look, fascinating uh, watch here, BJ. I am daylight the rest though in in the market. Absolutely daylight. What about Bacchus and um, the backup? I think I was nearly hundred to one. What was I? Son of Bacchus? No, it was forty four dollars. Can't have it coming from last. This is just a map race. Like, come the time's going so well. Gods of Chose has its back. Sentimental Queen has the one-one. Star Align will take you a fair way into the race. Like, what about for um, me? It's just you don't win. Watch me dance can't come past and, and get those. I still don't know how genuine it is later at this stage of its career with the points it's picked up. Um, Floyd's going to have to come from the behind him. Son of Backers is going to have to come from behind him. I just can't have those so, horses so getting who, past those. Four. Who have you got leaders back? God, holding leaders back. I think so. Okay. I think so. I think they'll pop it out, and I don't think they'll go that quick here. I think Chrissy will control it with comes the time. They'll probably go slower than than bench to the turn. Mm. Um, I thought I thought they might be a bit aggressive, putting Holly on Star Line and just sort of work around them to take up the running, maybe potentially. I, they'll definitely. I've got it in the breeze. I don't, but, I don't, um, yeah, I don't necessarily think comes the time will want to lead, but he'll he might just oh, be there by they, default. Oh, I, they said this is. 
this if they don't look at this map and go, this is where leading, you've got to take some. This is exactly what I'm talking about before. If you just take a sit in a slow tempo, you're just handing it to horses like Sentimental Queen who might be able to sprint harder than you. God has chosen who might be able to sprint harder. Watch me dance. Mm. Comes a time, go forward and lead at a controlled tempo and, and ramp it up. And Chris is really good at ramping it up at yeah. the right time. Yeah, I, I don't see when you've breezed the last two and you're the race fit horse why you'd possibly want to sit in a slow tempo. To me, that just seems completely wild type no, stuff. What, so. I, what I'm saying is if Starline comes around to put pressure on, he'll yeah. be happy. Starline isn't go. the quickest beginning you got to yeah. so it takes a fair while. So if Chris, as long as Chris isn't going pedestrianly slow, yeah. um, he, he should be able to lead and control. And, and I guess by that stage of the day, you can see how the track's playing and, and – by this stage, we might have a day where the fence and leading is great and he might be happy to skipping him along out in front, not not even going at a controlled temper, but going a little bit quickly and trying to break a couple of their hearts who, who are perhaps not as fit and as happy as he is. So, um, yeah, look, comes a time's the one I want to be on, but it's it's not he's not at my price just yet. I'm hoping we see it, BJ, but very interesting race. Interesting race, yeah. It's funny. I've got comes a time. I want to back him. I've got him 330 and I've got Watch Me Dance 21, Star Align 21, Sun back is forward. So I've got these prices, big prices, and he's still not at my price. price I've got, got his chosen 280, but I don't – I think I could have easily leveled them up and had them the same price. And it's funny, like – I, I, if God has chosen the big drifter out to 384 bucks or something, I don't necessarily think I'll follow that because <laughs> yeah. it's always different. It, that mm. usually I'd say follow the drift and forget about that, but this is probably a different kettle of fish. So, um, be interesting one to talk to Mr. Ansonis if he's in the yard and having a look at God has chosen because, uh, he's probably the, the man that gives us the most information. It's a good Nat Francis race, mm. it's a good Toby Dunn race. Mm. So, what, long, price, what price did you have, Sentimental Queen? Sorry, 580. Okay, yeah, well, that's yeah. So I've just got the three of them, then daylight. Okay. Interesting race, mate. To, it is. to be honest, it's a good race not to bet in. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It's a good race not to bet in, but uh, try and tell me that at 3.30 on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, whole fire, bet for yeah. exchange. Even then. Yeah. What time is it? 3.15, yeah. Try telling me at three, 10 past 3, Terry. Whole you, you said you weren't going to bet here, Terry. Yeah. Uh, piss off, Terry, from Thursday. <laughs> monologue. Good, good to see one of your old faithfuls uh, back at the track. Double digit. Double digit. Yeah. No, really excited about double digits return. Yeah. Oh, there he Maybe he'll just throw a bit of a fly on the ointment. Put Jet on just to circle and try and uh, <laughs> be a nuisance. And, and then, you know who it sets it up for? Your horses like your son of Bacchus's and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Now, look, I've attacked this race with a real specific race shape in mind. And that can be, I often do that to my detriment, to, in all fairness, mm. because, so I wouldn't be afraid to, to back some of the ones I've really badly knocked if. You get an indication that one of those other ones could go forward and could make the map look different. But, um, yeah, to me, it's a real lines and maps type of speed yeah. map sort of thing. Yeah. I just can't see those four out in front, three taking my star line, um, getting past one, one of the others, getting past all three of them. Okay. That's just the way I got it. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm for mine. If if God has chosen is anywhere near the level that he was at when he finished his preparation last time, I, mean, I think he'll win. However, those two trials and the the preparation thus far has to throw a few question marks over his chances first up on Saturday. So that being the case, comes a time, red hot form, race fit, quick backup, uh, top jock on board. Uh, just yeah, like you, you'd have to side if you. If you're flipping a coin, you'd have to side with comes a time just on that. But I actually think that God has chosen is the is the the highest ceilinged horse. But um, it just depends on what God has chosen um, shows up on Sunday. Yeah, that's a million dollar question. It Unfortunately, is. we can't bet after the race, and we <laughs> we know that aspect. Uh, Twenty four hundred meters of Jericho Cup qualifier over the journey. Long run to the first turn, BJ. We're going uh, to scratch him. Well, do we? Hold on. 
If we do have a scratching, could be, nah, just a toppy. Oh, he's a Parker. Sorry, that is a scratching, yeah. That is a scratching of note. So he, Zaparka, comes out. Mm. Um, he was a player in the race. Yeah, he's probably Hex got him going good again. Actually. Yeah, probably wasn't the way I was going. Um, definitely can't win now. Happy to make him my lay of the day. I'll give you $16 <laughs> about him, $17 about him if you want, Todd. But um, <laughs> but BJ, uh, I think Chakalaka will be popular here, but I think um, I think that this is a different race yeah. to the last start. So first of all, with Chakalaka, you know his last two victories have been leading the whole way. Uh, the last one was over east. Um, yeah, the money came. It's almost like they knew they were gonna, he was going to jump midweek, and he uh, he did, and he, it was a, just a dominant win. Like, if you take Float Our Boat out of this race, what's Chuck like now, 440 or something? Yeah. Say Float Our Boat comes out, I'd probably take 350, Chuck like. Like, no worries, like, off we go. But A, probably breezing, you'd say, for 2,400 metres, and B, a horse that misses a kick regularly, it might have to do some work to get to the breeze. Um, yeah, a few, few question marks there for Chuck like for me. It's, a, it's all about price in that sense i'm still i still think he, he deserves favoritism on the strength of that yeah. win but i just i'm not as enthused about being on when you've got another horse who will be leading the race and it almost makes more sense with the fact that chuck like mrs kicks might have to work to get there that float our boat can can be in front and float our boat can just about nick this mm. to be honest with you the little claim i don't mind the claim um with vic going on so she, she taking it down to 51 Vic? did she ah uh, yep. yes she can she, ride 51? yeah she can claim okay. the entirety so she's yeah. down to 51 um yeah, all the form. It, it all it all does make sense. I mean, the run against Off We Go last start was uh, it was full of merit. I thought the run of Off We Go was huge as mm. well with the weight to, to get there on, on that tempo. Um, Top weight in the Jilton Cup. Yes, exactly right. But, uh, yeah, look, it's an interesting race. I think the two leaders will take you a long way into it. So I was looking for a horse that was going to park just on them. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't find the right one. Like, I think – Frequent fries ready to win a race. Like it's going really, really, really well, but this is too hard. Um, Black Chips is probably the one, BJ. I think from barrier 12, I hope they show some intent yeah. and put it in the same spot it ran third last start. I think they went too – She just Lucy took a little bit too long to get rolling on a horse on a slow tempo, as I said before, and they, they were just too bunched. I think if they go hard and go really, really hard and you look back at uh, his win against – he's a lucky lad and he's second against come right back. They were two races. They went hard and he sustained runs because that's what he does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a proper star. Yeah. Uh, Black Chips might even be able to out-begin uh, Chuckaluck as well. Yeah, 100%. You know? But there isn't many mid-tier horses. Like I, look, I do the speed maps in chunks and I've mm. got Float Our Boat Chuckaluck. Yep. It's first two. Then I've got four listed next. That's Melarab, who, again, isn't beginning all that quickly. We wanted to lead last start and Lucy just couldn't. The horse just wouldn't go quick enough. There was a bit of unexpected pressure too. Odd tactics, Magic for a horse that just <laughs> let down so nicely. Very odd. I'll be following next start because surely they don't. Try the same thing again. Actually, um, I didn't think Melrose was too bad, actually. No, Melrose went fine. It's yeah. just, again, that, the, the statistic we pulled out last week about its record leading, some horses are just better without, yeah. you know, just being able to run and, and chop. So if Melrose was the only leader in this, I'd probably go again, to be honest, but mm. it's not going to lead, so I'm not going to consider it until I find a race it can lead. Uh, Frequent Fryer, Melrose, Black Chips and Outback Jack, they're the only ones I reckon that can park in that spot. Outback Jack's drawn wide coming off a setback, so maybe they'll look to be a little bit more circumspect from the wide gate. I'm not not sure what the plan will be. Frequent Fry will get a spot. Melorab's not that quick early, so just about the 1-1. I uh, might be on offer. Big long run into the first straight, so there is time to find a gap. I think you got about four, chips, 400 metres. Yeah, yeah, Black yeah, Chips. That's so, I've, I've um, yeah, I, I don't think Black Chips will be overly popular in betting um, as a, a nine-year-old smaller trainer, whitish draw. So even though there's $8, $9 available now, I think we'll see better. And look, I'll probably have something each way. Uh, black Chips, BJ. Oh, it's into 750. That's been some support. 
yeah, I'll wait for the uh, the fairest of bet. And um, oh, that's just because of the scratching. Yeah, just talking to myself. Um, yeah, maybe black chips, but I don't know. just a horse that can park. You know what I mean? Just yeah. one that can park up right on them. Um, and I, without reasons, the other one, I just don't think it's good enough. Tenakudu. Yeah, Tenakudu is yeah, it's capable, but I mean, it's Tenakudu is just it's pretty good horse. It's but good horse, yeah. It's not a great horse. Though. It's just a good. Horse. It's just like it's just reasonable. You know, had really no reason not to win last start. It's not the month between runs, which I don't like. Um, but it was, it's it, going to be a long yeah. way. It's going to be a long way back when you got two. Or the way I've seen again, I, I love the map of this race, like the previous one. There's two strong leaders. They're going to take the horses on their back right into it. Yeah, yeah. So anything coming from the rear wood is going to find it difficult because and those horses get, are going so, and they're going to get stretched. Exactly yeah. right. It's going to be such a nice card up for those ones. I just, I just couldn't find the, that horse on its back, but I think it might be black chips. Black chips. Yeah. That's that's how I've attacked this race. So I'm I'm sort of eight dollars Tina Kutu, sixty kilos barrier 11, 2400. It's a bit of an ask. You know, so yeah. I think just naturally these horses with the the silks and the names that they, they just come up a little bit shorter than they they should do at times. But in saying that, I've knocked off we go at its last three and it's killed me every time. Mm. So don't listen to me. Yeah, yeah. the The way that chocolate won last start was just like, well, when when you saw it in the fields, like well, your eyes just lit up. This is just going to win again. Float our boat being in the field. Brad Parnham off float our boat uh, onto Chuckalark. Um, who, sticking with Chuckaluck rather, and that is the race, isn't it? Float our boat, Chuckaluck uh, leader, outside leader, and how that all forms out, all falls out. Um, I, think, out I think he might. If float our boat, if Vic goes real hard and puts say three on him by the first turn, tuck I in. I think he might tuck in. Mm. Uh, yep. Yeah. Which could then leave black chips out the breeze. Yeah. Or out back Jack in the breeze. Yeah. It's, it's or no breeze. There could be no breeze. I don't know. You're right. The the those horses in that sort of third fourth fifth sixth seventh sort of bracket they're just going to if they're good enough they're going to get their chance aren't they so yeah. it's just a matter of pinpointing which one you want to you want to find um could get ugly it could yeah very ugly yeah and actually the he's a he's at parker's interesting scratching because he probably would have Tied almost in. been into yeah might have almost been in a, a spot to win so um shout out to the lads horse sorry bj um, so it's fun yeah, to mm. John O'Pint and, and, and T uh, T L Murray. Yeah. Um, I think that they've it's not often you say this is about Adam Durant uh, and his placement of his stay. So I think he's missed a trick a little bit placing his, it's three of its last four starts have been over nineteen hundred meters at Albany. I don't think it's like a nineteen hundred meter horse. If you watch its final hundred every start, it's always coming hard and it's found slowly run races and it's found bad luck. Mm. And look, this is harder, don't get me wrong, but if there's one horse in this race that's gonna be suited by the step twenty four hundred more than the others, um, I'd suggest it's gonna be Soviet spy. So Again, maybe it's just a slow horse and that's that's as quick as it goes, but I think it's a really nice ride for Jordan Turner. I love the good gate, BJ, because it allows it allows them to follow sort of that third, maybe yeah. hopefully be third pairing line. Again, the strong leaders, I don't think this is a, a day you want to be drawn wide race, you want to be drawn wide. I think you actually want to be drawn well, and I think that can suck them right into the race. And if Jordan Turner, I think that the biggest instruction they can give Jordan is just getting to clear air as early as possible and hit hard. Just get stuck in and just ask for its effort as early as possible. And um, yeah, it's definitely got the capabilities of winning this race. So one you've got to have in your quadrillas, BJ. Agree. Agree. Good luck, lads. All right. Race eight, the big one for the day. It's the Schweppes WATC Derby Group Two, 
2,400 metres, 400,000. For the three-year-olds, set weight conditions, tricks of the trade, Alaskan God, Daylight. Is that how you see this race, Terry? I don't think Daylight because it wasn't Daylight in the Mel Vista, mm-hmm. um, but I can't see any of them turning the tables. Um, if, if you had to pick one to turn the table, the way you look at it, the way I look at it would be that the Phillies are just so far inferior, so I can't consider Lady Chant. You know, I'd have Lady Chant. Million to one, which probably gives it a chance. Um, Henshard not suited leading, but then you go, well, hang on, Henshard should have beaten home uh, outspoken ladder last start because yeah. they had similar runs. So, But perhaps just with some cover. Hen- Henshard's the one. If you go back to that race uh, in the JC Roberts over the 1800, that fence wasn't as good at that period of time. Had to sprint once. By the time it got out, Tricks of the Trade was already past it. So Henshard's probably, and you won't say this about Adam Durant's stayers very often, but if there's going to be a blowout for me, it's probably got to be. Henshaw, but I don't think there'll be a blowout, BJ. Okay. So out, outspoken lad was was pretty tough in the Mel Vista, wasn't he? Very he worked tough, forward, yeah. outside leader, yep. boxed on, into third, was only beaten the 1.6 lengths. I'd love to see him let it go. Yeah. Like, just try and try and break some hearts. Have you got it leading? Yeah, they've got, got a, they've got, got a roll forward. Yeah, outspoken lad will roll forward. I think from the sticky gate, I'd love to see aggression on him. He's seeing. Yeah. I think if you get, if he, if you're going to win the race on him, he's seeing it's going forward and trying to. Um, yeah, I'd always instruct Peter to get going at the thousand twelve hundred. Like just, I don't know. It looks tough. Him, mm. you see, when Harvey rode at that particular start, um, when Tricks the Trade took the entirety of the straight to get there. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise. I mean, Black Fantasy can be ridden a lot closer, yeah. but when Alaskan and because he'd have the same train as Alaskan and Tricks of the Trade, and they couldn't, just couldn't go with him. Couldn't yeah. go with him. No. Yeah. So I thought I thought a really nice run in that race was Desengo. I think it either peaked on the run or the rail wasn't the best spot to be that day, but loomed nicely into it. So look for Lucy to get rolling a little bit earlier on Desengo. It can run a better race than at seventy to one. Let's deal. It's going to go around hundred to one. Um, he ran the third quick last two of that race uh, i just think it's a bit immature and probably not up to the, this point in time um northeast eagle it's got some regal breeding mm. but uh it's gonna need every bit of that regal breeding to probably win the race but uh nah looks like a tall race power rider no nah. i thought joey gave it a 10 out of 10 last start now it draws the widest so can't see how we can possibly go down that path turn the tables yeah okay so from a map point of view where where would you – where do you have Alaskan God versus oh, Tricks of the Trade in running? I think they're basically drawn as they did last start. Yeah. So I don't think it's a huge amount different. It depends how many surprises I don't think they're going to be – they're not going to be far away from each other, I don't think. No, not at yeah. all. No, not at all. They could almost be following each yeah, other. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. The the three-kilo swing is usually – I'd usually just say, well, that's going to be Tricks of the Trade for me. You know, that that would be the way I, I rock and roll because uh, it is – yeah, three kilos, especially over the 2,400, that's telling. That's it's quite a lot. But I, I am also – I'm happy to, to bet and punt and price markets on feel and timing of campaigns. And I really do have a lot of trust in the Danny Morton, Chris Parnham combination, fifth up on a planned sort of schedule. I know tricks of the trade. This is always the plan this week. We're at the Derby the whole way through, but it's been a long campaign at its peak. And, and it hasn't shown signs of training off. I Such a good why, horse. why I should predict it now. But, Such um, a good horse, yeah. yeah, it's sometimes you have to just use your uh, your feel. And the feel is Alaskan God, even with the, the weight swing, um, can get the many futures punters that are uh, have loaded in throughout yeah. the journey um, to get the job done. But uh, for those looking to finish their bets, I wouldn't be diving in at the 2.30 now. I suspect bet fair late will be your best price because tricks of the trade with that weight swing, the money that keeps coming all campaign, reckon it's a big chance of starting favourite tricks of the trade. So just hold fire and I reckon you might see some high twos, BJ. 
with Alaskan God. Okay. That's what I'm hoping for at least. Yeah, yeah. So the, the money was strong for Tricks of the Trade last start, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, I started favourite. So uh five to three, I think. Five to three ten. Now Alaskan God might officially be three sixty two eighty three ten. Yeah. I think uh, it was five dollars during the week. Alaskan God was two seventy three fifty two eighty, that were the official I think it hit over four dollars on Betfair for a period of time too. Yeah. Which yeah. is quite amazing. Interesting. Yeah, so really good, two really good three-year-old males here um tricks of the trade has done nothing wrong throughout its whole career that mel vista run was super come from last and just just destroyed the line which is a funny was it a real test of 2200 though that was this, that, this probably won't this, be probably, this probably won't be either this, will it? i can't see this being running, running being run any differently unless unless they roll something rolls well yeah. and there's the possibility because because maybe clint johnson porter just went too slow on head charge you've got to maybe take that, a, maybe that was the problem you've got to take a a leap um a leap a leaf from the book of uh, a lunar impact type thing and say look we're going around at a big price so we just want to go back and try and run into seventh or do we want to yeah just send out an instruction early on on a horse you think so we'll stay the journey and say we're going to try and um you see that there was a, an announcement at barker or albany in the last week or two i'd saw there's too much racing it all blurs in mind for me uh meteor light just did you read the instruction no we are going uh in intention is to oh, i haven't got it in front of me to lead by a margin i loved it <laughs> oh well, that's cracking that's i don't think really, it did really lead good. by a margin no it didn't it didn't couldn't no. get to it the front and it, it was gone so, on the turn yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually boxed on real nicely um yeah so i i yeah i don't know i i i'd throw something's gonna throw some caution well, to the wind there's you, some options well, i think was was tricks of the, was tricks of the trade able to do what he did by the fact that it was a slower run race, slower run yeah. race. He did no, no work at the back of the field. Had a full tank of fuel just to let rip late. I wonder if they're the challenges outside of the, Challenger. the, the two favourite challenger. Are you already <laughs> uh, so outspoken lad? If they were, if they were gladiators, what would they do, Terry? I think you're right, Terry. I think something someone has to show um, has to throw caution to the wind here and have a go. Yeah, put inject some, turn it into a grind. And let's see what Alaskan God and Fix the Trade can do um, when they've got to encounter a really solidly run mile and a half. If I was if I was the owner of Himi Singh, I'd be saying try and lead by five. Try and lead by a lot. What did I say? Try and lead by, by a, a considerable margin. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, as I said, that that run behind Tricks of the Trade is only over the mile, and don't yeah. get, don't get me wrong, if they do do that, big chance they're gone on the turn yeah. last. But it's, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure this is last run for the prep anyway. So yeah, there you go. You're you're part of the Wolfyard. Maybe the stable mate. Let's Put steal, town them. Let's steal might go for. Nah, it doesn't have the speed. Mm. Does just doesn't have the speed. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think the the Pierce brothers will be sitting around. Uh, oh, they're, they're both they're with, both of their runners competitive. If they yeah. can run a place in a group two derby, which if they ride them both normally they can. So I don't think they will. Does that make sense? Okay, but but they might want to. <clears throat> they might think they have some proper stayers who can make life interesting for the faves if they mm -hmm. if it's a test if it's a testing mile. Yeah, and a half. I think if it's a test, it's. We all think that Alaskan God's the yeah. proper stay or yeah. if it's a test, you think it's only going to work in Alaskan God's favour in that sense. So it's something's it. got to nick it. Mm. Something's got to something's got to put the old balaclava on and uh, creep in through the open window and nick it. Mm. I wonder if so. So is there a mid race move? Is there a Paddy well, Carberry tell, power, tell, ro power rider with the potentially? Yeah, just T tell nothing about that last start. Northeast Eagle. Um, Northeast Eagle. We could do. <laughs> Yeah, look, I uh, I wanted to find something to beat the pair of them and come in here all guns are blazing. But I, I wonder I if Geordie Turner might go forward on Lautre. 
Lottery? Yeah, could do. They they showed a bit of gate speed at um, the runs in February. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Mm. Alaskan God for me. Late Alaskan price. God. Alaskan yeah. God, late price. Um, Jesus is yeah. a beautiful horse. The way that he sort of just ambled up to them and when Chrissy asked him for something, it was just there mm-hmm. uh, and just bang, like fourth fastest last 200 of the day. Uh, at the end of 2200, I know that Tricks of the Trader was obviously faster late. But um, held it. I still thought Alaskan God held Tricks yeah. of the Trader well last yeah. 50. but. Yeah, you put Tricks of Trade in the back of Lass and got real interesting. I'm mm. definitely not knocking Tricks of Trade anyway. No. I've done enough of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we all have. So, but yeah, Alaskan God just has a sense of timing, doesn't he? The preparation's worked out perfectly. Luck in running, flow, uh, uninterrupted. Um, I think he's going to, I think he's just going to be too powerful late for him. And uh, hopefully, if he can, if the guru is right with that Betfair sort of. Exchange price and um, yeah, no one needs to, to no one no one's left needs to back him anymore. Everyone's no. in the, in the yeah, futures, aren't they? Yeah, everyone's buddy opt in. I still got to have something more on, but yeah, hopefully. All right, WTC Derby. Looking forward to this one. That's the the big one on Saturday. And uh, gee, I tell you what, if Cole Webster can get this horse from that twelve hundred meter Saturday race where it just flogged him, the twelve hundred. Yeah, to go through all the way through from the Breeders' Challenge, Piper, Roberts, Melvista, all the way through to winning a Derby, like it's just incredible training performance yeah, I wrote from, my, an old, from an old master. Really, I wrote my preview this morning. Nearly wrote the exact same thing. Just <laughs> wild stuff from uh, from Colin Webster, yeah. who's just been a marvel. A marvel, just a, a leading Ascot-based trainer for decades and decades and decades. So, uh, hats off to the team to get this horse thus far for it to be so competitive. If it pulls off a win, it's almost the greatest training performance in an illustrious career from the great man, Colin Webster. So, WATC Derby, very much looking forward to it. But something else we're looking forward to, Guru, is? Get Out Steaks, S-T-E-A-K-S. Get Out Steaks. Deliciousness. Is that quick? Yeah, very good. Um, so the extremely popular Get Out Steaks is brought to you by Market City Meats, largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Cannonvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, part owner of Featherweight. Good luck, Timmy. Timmy and his mob, they're on a tight ship out there at Market City Meats. Um, make sure you uh, drop in. Say hello to Timmy and his team. They'll roll out the red carpet for you there at Market City Meats. Now, last week, Terence was a $100 carryover jackpot get-out stakes. And who saluted? Guru. The guru, Benny Armstrong. He's a freak. Absolute freak. Oh, he's just posted. This is this is good podcast. He's just posted on uh, on our Twitter feed, actually, his big collect that he got from uh, – Oh, he's done it right, hasn't he? Market City Meets. Theory, man. He's crushed it. Benny Armstrong. Um, so that's, that, that's Thursday sorted. So that is yeah, that is his fifth get out stakes victory. How's right. the leaderboard coming along? So it's, it was a long time ago, but Sean Nichols was he was the Tiger Woods oh, early, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. So I don't know whether Tiger. I don't know whether he won four or five. And he went full Ash Barty and retired. Yeah, <laughs> he had many years left in him. I reckon he did. Many, many more slams to win. But uh, I think he got to be a bit embarrassed by all the uh, all the hoo ha. It was too easy. Yeah. Just um, had to uh, had to take a step back out of the limelight for a while. Did Sean Nichols? But I'm positive Benny's got him covered now. But there's like we're gonna have to do that. I said on Twitter we're gonna have to put that leaderboard together yep. for the get out stakes so on a board. But Benny five wins. Nothing to be sneezed at, and as we mentioned earlier in the show, it's just a huge day all round for 
the guru, Benny Armstrong, because obviously claimed to get out stakes, Jack Carry over jackpot, as well as uh, part owner of Bruce Almighty, who won the Grandstand Cup last Saturday as well. Congratulations, Benny. Enjoy that feed. Looks amazing. Um, okay, so do we answer this week's get out stakes, race nine at Ascot on WTC Derby Day? Send us a tweet at the 1-1 pod. Let us know who you think will win the get out stakes and a decimal winning margin. Two decimal places are preferred as always. And don't forget the Sam White rule. First in, best dressed. First in, best dressed. All right. The Furphy Handicap. Furphy Handicap. 66 plus over the mile. Mm, looks to be a fair bit of speed in this one, BJ. Uh, so one, of the, one of the speed horses has been withdrawn as well. Number nine, Scooter's Machine is out. Well, fuck me. You were going to tip that, weren't you? No, definitely wasn't <laughs> going to tip it, but it changes the race dramatically. Very good. All right, well, let's do it on the fly then. So what? So what's the map looking like now? Special view leading? Yeah, I'll Misty, special view Misty lead. Misty lad outside lead? Misty lad outside lead, yeah. Big Butter Boom will push forward and might lead up a three-wide line. That was the thought process. Mm. But Scooter's Machine is a major player because they're only going to go forward at the mile from the widest gate. So it was going to be a race. It was completely and utterly set up for those um, coming from the back. Uh, I still think it will be because I don't think Special View is going all that well. And I don't think Misty Ladd probably has a class to breeze and win a race of this nature just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, big butter boom, as I said, I, from the, the money's come hard this morning. Well, mm. clearly because they've tipped it online. If they're tipping them online, they're backing them. No names. Um, they're being backed off the map. But, uh, yeah, I think that um, – I think Big Butter Boom, while he can mix his form, and this is definitely in his wheelhouse in races he can win. It's just a hard setup with mm. 60 kilos from barrier 12 for Jordan. That's a, a really tough ride. So I'm happy to take on Big Butter Boom, BJ, potentially leading up a three-wide line. But, uh, yeah, I think the winner, the winner um, will probably come from uh, one of – Lord help me run, Tiff has spoken, holy ghost or trade war. But are you giving trade war any more chances or I is think, it out? I just think you have to. Couldn't get past Denim Pack last night. Had it back and it looked, yeah, looked like it wasn't travelling before that as well. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Magic Might though. So um, – Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, uh, I didn't factor that in. You should have. Um, probably went without saying really. But, uh, yeah, look, he just – He's going to be he's going to be competitive regardless. Uh, got to be, have to have trust in the in the camp. Good operator, Michael Lane. Uh, Twenty was it? Twenty one days between runs for Trade War. Hopefully, just a little bit of freshness back in the legs in that three week gap. Um, I just just it's just been one of those almost preparations, isn't it? Like he just he's um, and maybe from two, maybe maybe from two, just Chris can come out more neutral. Then he uh, then the other day when the instructions were to go forward from from eight rather than snag which they had to so maybe maybe just asking trade board to do that a little bit more early the other day uh, was it was a, a negative on Saturday from two you can come out neutral still land midfield and have not used any fuel so uh, again he has to be a major player um, but just. He might have missed his window to uh, to win a Saturday race this prep, but I don't know. There's a few few different view, uh, thought processes. He also might be a horse who's better coming around them rather than up underneath and through, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so he had to that, do that against River Rubicon a yeah. few starts ago. He never looked happy in the run. No. Yeah, and his best runs have been sort of circling them and charging down the outside with full momentum. So uh, is gate two going to be conducive to that? Probably not. 
Yeah, I don't know. Look, I, I went into this racing and trade war would go up far shorter than it has. Like the, To be honest, I marked at 390. So yeah. 390 around is not the end of the world at all. I thought trade war would be around uh, around the $3 mark, which was going to give more Yeah, rain. I was thinking more like 350 yeah. Which was going to give more rain for the other runners. So I'm a little bit disappointed about that. So I wouldn't begrudge anyone backing trade war here. Just for me, when they get this deep into a prep and um, they've had a lot of chances, it's always a worry. But in saying that, he drops weight, and this isn't necessarily a huge amount harder. He's running to some really good horses in the 60-pluses. And even that race, I know it was won by Denham Pack, but – Instead of knocking trade or maybe go, well, hang on, that was a super win from Denham Pax. If you look through Did Time Scale run third? If you look through the form, if you look through the form of that race, you've got time scale, ground breakers run second, blow me outs one midweek. Blow me out was very lucky though to win midweek. Poor old Bradley. (laughs) Pennies of field is a little bit stiff. Mm. Yeah. When's the match race happening? Soon, got Penny's a field versus Bruce Almighty. Bruce all yeah, Bruce Almighty (laughs) versus House of Serenity, owned by Jay Rooney. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get there. The three of them. Yeah. <laughs> Just for, for blood. Um, yeah. Stocks rising will be the uh, proposed match race. <laughs> oh, dearie, me. Brad's blood pressure rising, I reckon. Um, yes. So where was I going? Holy ghost. Uh, hard horse to catch BJ2 from 30, but Lactar's had two starts for a win in a second. So some of these Neville Parnham runners, they just go so much better for Lactar, don't they? They really just seem to, I don't he know does, what it he is. He does gel with certain horses, Lactar. Yeah, yeah, he does. He is a, it's very well said. He's, mm. he's the type of apprentice you've always preferred on a sit and sprinter rather than a leader too. So I don't mind holy ghost. Six bucks. What are we talking? 650. I was 550, that- holy ghost. So... Yeah. Yeah, I thought we might see eight, nine. Maybe we were late. Um, Tiff has spoken, unlucky last start. Hard horse to catch. Don't know if they can take advantage of the barrier because it naturally gets a little bit back anyway. But uh, it's winnable for Tiff has spoken. If you can out-sprint a few of them, don't know. That's always been its sort of issue. Um, just that killer blow. Uh, You'll get to speak to Michael Grantham about Lord Help Me Run. On yes. The and that's the one I'm that's the one I'm definitely going with, BJ. I just thought I'd see thought I'd see fourteen dollars, thirteen dollars each way. You're dirty on this trade war prize. I am. It's, yeah. Well, it's it's almost too good. I can understand, like, not that it's too good. I, I'm about that price. So I don't think I'll be on. But um, but I thought that Lord help me run. We might see something closer to yeah, sort of in the in the low teens each way, and that would have been a very easy decision. So Lord help me run peaked as an 87 rater for Steve Wolf. Um, and it put in 10, 15 horrible, like really uncompetitive runs in a row together. Dropped down to a 73 rider, which is seven kilos. It's a big, big drop. Michael Grantham took it over. Um, and a bit like Comes a Time earlier in the day, um, it's had five runs, same as Comes a Time. Four of the runs have been super competitive. Uh, and if you go back through the form, it's had to give horses like Ginger Flyer and Fashion Queen weight and still went really well behind it. Um, this campaign, big money first up with the big weights. Uh, we sort of had to stop and sprint and still hit the line really nice. It was the quickest last two of the race. They backed up off seven days back to 1,200, and that's not the guy. Money came again. It was just a, the wrong setup completely. They've walked. Um, the data I have doesn't have figures in regards to how quickly they went because it's a new scarp side track, but yeah, you can just tell no, that no benchmark, they've yeah. walked. But it's actually on the quickest last two of the entire meeting. Um, behind my mate and Galaxy Cat around second, who obviously, especially Galaxy Cat names, you don't want to be running behind. But again, the seven-day backup back to 1,200 was just 
completely the wrong setup. This horse needs a mile and it needs a truly run mile. And I think you're going to get a mile and I think you're going to get a truly run mile here. If they're still the killer blow in the legs to win, BJ, that's got to be the big question. But you're down now, those seven kilos. The horse is fit. The horse is up to a mile. The horse is drawn. The horse is going to get speed, which isn't going that well, which should allow horses to get past them. Um, yeah, I think if Carberry can, from can a, follow from the right a, From horse, a quality point of view, it looks like a bit of a fish out of water here. Lord help me run. Like in terms of what, what it's, it's done. What it's yeah. done, yeah. And you think, I thought, oh, the old boy. I always thought of thinking, oh, he's only six. He's not that old, yeah. He's only six. So I, I think that big period of racing where he just did had no form whatsoever um, will work to his advantage here because instead of getting into a race like this with 61, he's going to have 57 and a half. So, mm. um, yeah, again, I was hoping to see double figures each way. But, uh, yeah, Lord help me run and holy ghost, the two will have something on. But, yeah, I mean, I'm – mindful that you could even save at the trade world price at around that four bucks and yeah tip of spoken to any other one that i could consider but not that genuine i got a bit of a maddie in the last oh can i guess yeah fred dag negative <laughs> uh, uh cable guy no uh not lone hand larry lone hand larry nah. yeah nah we're cutting it off yeah uh, Until Larry. next week on the one one, <laughs> you don't want to hear it. No, nah, go for it. No, no, I just thought that uh, pretty plain first up uh, in that Sky Racing series heat uh, won by Aracity Pinjara. Um, the Stewart's comments said that he was off the bit off the bridle and struggling to keep up mid race, and that he would appreciate the winkers going back on. But I see that Summer Dixon has put blinkers on from a good draw with uh, Stevie Palmer and McClint Johnston Porter. Now, last preparation, um, Lone Hand Larry was placed by Blazing Away, ran fourth to Captain Chaos in Graduation Company, ran second to Roman Flirt, beaten ahead at Northam. All that form looks pretty uh, decent to me. Uh, stable change. Blinkers on, low draw, Clint Johnston, Porter, second out. I reckon we're going to see a big run from Lone Hand Larry, who can who can potentially uh, take advantage of that low draw and land somewhere in the first five, six in running. And very few better than Clint Johnston, Porter, to be saved up on the fence and taking a late split and accelerating through. Oh, I found Firesar because CJP was on earlier in the day, yeah. so we're both doing crazy things just because his name is on all <laughs> well, of us. I did say it was I, mad. I know. I don't mind it. I yeah. don't, well, I do. I, I, you I, hate it. You hate it. Just I, I do hate it. that one, actually, yeah. I cause I see the rise of the mile and the blinkers as just – and after a real poor effort, I just see that as a – Desperation. Uh, yeah, that's how I've mm. taken it. But um, I tell you what, yeah, it's it's the right setup. It, it's the right – everything, if this is what the horse is looking for, but um, that worries me. Why I just thought Summer Dixon can, can, can get can, – she's got a – with getting these sort of horses just to, yeah. to bob up. So, I mean, Night Voyage was just – was huge last said That's, that's last, Night Voyage, last, last, but It was I mean, the same for Marty Allen. Yeah. They, this this just feels like a bit of a Summer Dixon-type horse where she can patch him up, uh, get him get him into a suitable race, and he might be able to do that little spike on race day. And you're getting a price to see it, 23, 21 mad prices. Yep. So, oh, If you're ever um, getting 20 to 1 a bit uh, – as much to Terry's disgust. Ah, we well, uh, love, love disgust, though. Hey. We? We, love, we live for disgust. <laughs> Speaking of disgust, they're back to Peter Farrell horse in the first at Narridge and uh, 12's into 390. Farrell. Peter Farrell, <laughs> Farrell Williams. <laughs> she wants to move. What? Uh, what's the horse? Your, um, Bart's Bullet, first up in the state. Bart's Bullet, that's a good yeah, name, isn't it? it Bart's is, yeah. Bullet. yeah. 
Yeah. Eat my shorts, apparently. <laughs> That's what they reckon to the bookies. <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. Yeah. Uh, but well, right, well, we better we better uh, put the podcast on hold. We'll come back with our, our best, our maddies and our lays, and we'll also let you know how Bart Bullet, Bart's bullet goes in the first at the gym. It's definitely not my money. <laughs> and we're back with our Betfair best betting propositions for WATC Derby Day. How did... How did Bart go in Arrogant versus Terry? Was Bart stiff? No, uh, stiff. I think they were, knowing that stay, well, they would have wanted to lead. Lead, yeah. So yeah. as soon as they didn't lead, the money was going to stay in the bag, yeah. I would suggest. But Bookie, bookies are rejoicing. I don't know if that's a race we're going to follow the form <laughs> too, too, too closely either, BJ, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, all right. Betfair best for WATC Derby Day. Actually, before we get going, while we were uh, – on hold, watching the first from Narogen, we noticed that there is a key scratching come through mm. for one of the uh, undercard races there, Ascot, on Saturday. So Terry spoke about uh, the chances of Sentimental Queen in race six, horse number eight. Sentimental Queen, Hayden Valentine, Lucy Warwick is a scratching. So that is the goddess chosen and comes a time race as well. So she was, she would have been most per- people's third elect in that race from a good draw coming off a win. So um, key scratching in one of the uh, better races on the undercut. Bookmakers to rule the line. Mm. Um, oh, look, BJ, first of all, I, there's no Betfair lay this week. I've been um, – oh, no, tell you what, we'll take on – I think Hoops is too big, butter boom. That's too short for me. So race nine, I'm going to start with the lay. How's that? Okay. Mixing it up. I bet fair lay is race nine, horse number one, at five bucks or below, actually. It's 450 a few agencies. Big butter boom from that alley. Been a good horse to me this campaign, but we're going to yeah. take on big butter boom with the speed in the race from that alley, BJ. Okay. So what do you want me to do now? Give me your lay. Okay. All right. That's how we <laughs> – we've done it 122 times. <laughs> yeah, but 121. We've got, we've got uh, from yeah, Betfair. Mixing it up. Hey, mixing mixing it up. it up. Just mixing keep, it up. keeping yeah. the body guessing. All right. Um, so my lay is race – this is controversial. Race two, number nine, Snipperucci, $2.25 is too short for me. Uh, I think it can be three back the fence, bottled away and need luck. So I think that's a bit thin for mine. So um, Snipperucci is my lay from a price point of view. I was either going to lay that one or Speed Dream on my turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Go Speed Dream. Rolling, uh, rolling. Here, <laughs> just wins. It's it's due. Yeah. Um, best, bet of the day. Alaskan God in the derby. Alaskan God, yeah. I, I tossed up going Alaskan God. I just I'm allowing for that drift because <laughs> I can't say it otherwise. So, um, yeah. Look, throw Alaskan God into Harmika and um, uh, in race five and Acromantia in race one. I'm two seventy seven. I think the multi of those two. Yeah. I think you can get. Hopefully, we can get close to four bucks um, for that multi. So, Acromantia, Harmika, and if you're feeling really, really excitable, mm. and lob uh, Alaskan God in for probably ten. 10 bucks the multi. I think the three would be pretty hard to beat. Fill up. Fill up. Yeah, why not? And what's your Maddie? Oh, I don't know, BJ. So $21, 20 to 1 in the old uh, by the uh, at the time of recording. Uh, fire sale is about 30 bucks at the minute. So, uh, look, I think premium choice is the winner, but $1.65, a little bit thin for me. So going to go with uh, CJP and B Pope. Uh, we've got a great record punting on. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for high sale in race number three, I'm still not sure if I'll race number four. Probably should back it myself now, actually, shouldn't I? This it shouldn't be a hard decision. I had no, I didn't have a huge amount of confidence marking the race, but yep. if I'm going to mark something sub ten bucks and it's thirty to one, it's probably just an easy little each way bet. Okay, uh, my Maddie keeping the CJP theme rolling is in the get out. 
Number 13, Lone Hand Larry, currently $23. Um, yeah, that's my Maddie for Derby Day, much to Terry's disgust. No, not at all. No, I like it. I like it. Um, I don't like it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the, the thought process, though. <laughs> Ah, oh, dearie. You don't mate. like the thought process at all. No, 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 no. Ticks a few boxes. Ticks a few boxes. Right. I think we're all, again, we're, we're probably all just trying to take on the winner unnecessarily to some degree. But yeah. That's racing, isn't it? Um, enjoyable once again. BJ. Yeah, thanks. Episode 122. Uh, shout out to Richie Benno. Um, but uh, next week, I'm absent. Where's the guru? Uh, wedding in Canberra. So I'll, I would have done the form though. So you can get me on the blow and we'll have a chat. But we're going to have to get a, a substitute. So, um yeah, have you got anyone in mind? You have you already, I don't know if you haven't asked. Have you saw it, or we? No, no, I haven't, no, haven't, no. haven't booked anyone yet. Well, um, but I'll have to get onto a post. Do the ring around. Yeah. You yeah, go for a roller, get, get a crib. Get back, get back to the hen house. Yeah. Yeah, go to the house of hen. Yeah. So that's going to be size produce stakes day. It's also going to be semi final two yeah. of the jockey versus trainer mastermind. Wish, wish them luck. Wish them luck for me. Uh, Mitchie, Mitchie Pete. And Kate, Kate Dub. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Still, I don't think we uh, we really recovered midway through the no. uh, the podcast after the mastermind. No, we didn't. Is that one of the great mastermind it was. upsets? Did yeah, you? it was. And it, was, it wasn't an upset of, of luck either. It was an upset of skill and determination. So probably shouldn't have laid, made Big Butter Boomer lay of the day after his performance, after Jordan's performance in the mastermind. Had a bit, of, up and about. Had a bit of a new hat about it, didn't it? It did, yeah. Well, he didn't lay down late. Yeah. <laughs> <did he? laughs> <laughs> he actually thought a little bit harder than that. But actually, no. the word you had rather brave. than the actual yeah, horse. Yeah, yeah. It was brave. But, uh, anyway, enjoy next week. I'll be, uh, as I said, I'll be on the blower. I'm sure I'll find a moral at under to one for you. Um, but, 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 um, there's a bit of, fair bit of racing as well. How are you, you going to do next week? The, with the Because Friday, there's the size on the Friday, isn't it? Oh, yeah. We got, we got Friday, Good Friday. Mm-hmm. And then we got the, uh, Saturday Ascot, which is the size Friday or Saturday? I don't know. Marjorie Charlson might be the Friday. Friday, yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. I mean, there was a feature on the Friday, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, busy, 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 busy. busy over, always busy over the Easter long weekend. Uh, there certainly is. Well done to the lads today on the uh, Mastermind. So we thoroughly enjoyed that. Looking forward to next week's edition. Mitch Pateman versus Kate Whitten. Good luck to the guru and the get out stakes again, going for number six. Yeah. Feeling. You we, might just string a few together. We need to send out a search party for Schnicker, Sean Nichols. Yeah, I agree. It's time he, he re-emerged. Send Greeny a message. It's yeah. like, a bit like Tiger at the Masters. Yeah. <laughs> time for him to re-emerge. Yeah, I think Sean will like that uh, comparison. <laughs> oh, being, being compared to the goat, yeah. you're pretty happy with that. But uh, BJ, until next week on the 1-1. Thank you.